Jesus Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on a Episode 623 for October 19th, 2020. We are three weeks away from the next generation of consoles and from your credit card going, ouch. It's a bit, bit scary, really. Just three weeks. It's been seven years in the making. Well, to be fair, I haven't been thinking about it except for like the last 12 months. Well, yeah. Those incremental consoles kind of kind of helped. Do we think they'll do them this year or this year? Oh, this, of this, this course, time? of course yeah. they will. They sold. They'll make yeah. them. Apparently, Microsoft's already working on the next series. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, on the show this week, we got Full House. We have got John, as you've heard. Hello. Anthony is also here. Yes, I am. The Wombat is here. Yes, sir. And Drew is supposedly joining us, but uh, we started the show before he came on because you know he's late. I can't stand it when people are late to the show. Drives me Man, crazy. I know. Isn't it terrible? I know. Fuckers. People showing up late, leaving early. <laughs> yeah, God damn it. You're all so unprofessional. Everybody's showing up one week, nobody's showing up the next week. I swear to God. Only, only Craig turned up last week. Fucking Craig, man. God, that dude, he's rude, you know? He was He was definitely getting a bit feisty, wasn't he? Yeah. I'd like say that, that uh, I'd say that we have good days and bad days, but let's be honest. We never had a good day. <laughs> we haven't had a good day. So every day's a bad day. Uh, some of them are worse than others. They're destroyed by acts of God, but there is that. True story. Uh, anyway, let's talk video games. Um, Anthony, we'll kick off with you. There's a lot of video games. It's yeah. fall season. Yeah, uh, I want to apologize for not having a show last week, everybody. But uh, my grandmother was crushed by one of those giant Home Depot skeletons, which seems a little <laughs> ironic. Um, All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that's why this week we want to dedicate the show to talking about the dangers of osteoporosis. <laughs> you know, there was a commercial on for some new drug on television the other day, and literally the commercial is like two minutes long. 90 seconds of it are the side effects of that drug. Yeah, I, re- I will never forget, John, when you came over here, your reaction to the drug commercials and all of the list of side effects. Unbelievable. The bleeding from the eyes. If it yeah, happens, consult your doctor. Are you having suicidal thoughts? Take this pill. It may give you suicidal, suicidal thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. man. You I Americans like are weird. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, since we didn't have a show last week, I'll quickly cover the stuff that uh, 
I actually forgot one last week too. I went back to the game Ultra Core. Uh, yeah, that game. I'm. I still can't put a score on that. I mean, I don't recommend that game. I suppose is the best I can say. But like a score wise, like there's a clear reason why that game never got released. Um, neat that it did, but it is unfair and sometimes just straight up doesn't work properly. Dude, we, we live in a world where they brought back Cal the Kangaroo, okay? Yeah, but Ka- uh, isn't it Ko? Does it? Does I think it's Ko. Does anybody well, even I think care? It's, I think it's Ko because the joke is that he has boxing gloves. But they all I like know is that there are two platformers starring Australian mascots, and they came I get back. Them, I get them yes. confused all the time. Uh, Ko the kangaroo and uh, Tiny the Tasmanian tiger. Yeah, which I played this week, and uh, maybe um, I should have just left that game. Okay. But. Like the the thing with Ultra Core is there's that one platforming sequence that I know Ken saw that yes. I did get past. So I got past that and I was like, holy shit, I got past it. It took all my lives because it's a terrible sequence. I managed to luck out. That was while I had Vertigo. I did that and I, because I wanted to just see if I could play something. And boy, that was not the game to play. <laughs> but um, I was like, okay, this game is all right, I'm like, it's tougher now, but like, yeah, that's how it should go. I'm getting through the levels. And then there's this one platforming section where you have to jump on platforms, duck immediately, or you die. And there's no way to know. So it just takes a life. Then you do another jump. Again, same thing. Just they knock you off. And then you have to make a blind jump and get onto another. Yeah, it it's horribly unfair. I am glad it exists. Don't play it. Uh, we had talked about Genshin Impact, but I learned from Ryan that I really haven't played enough of that, and I haven't gone back to it, but I will. Um, yeah. I played uh, Alien Shooter, which last last week, again, on the show that doesn't exist, um, we uh, I explained that it's an old PC game. They did Alien Shooter, Alien Shooter... I think it's actually got a subtitle. It's not called Alien Shooter 2. And then there's three zombie shooters, and they're pretty good time. They're really basic uh you aim with the mouse and move with your uh the wazd keys and it's a top-down shooter um you get money you trade in for guns i like those games they're usually dirt cheap on steam and like when they're on sale they're like a buck for the whole series uh finished murder by numbers i need to write a review of that even though it's not like a game that i had for review um I don't think enough people talk about that game. It was really well written and sets up for a sequel nicely. I started up the Dream Machine again, which is a point-and-click adventure where everything is um, stop animation, so it's all clay uh, figures and stuff. It's a really neat game, but it took so long that I think I finished chapters 1 to 4, and then uh, 5 didn't come out for like a year after. Um, but because everything had to be handmade, it took longer to produce, um, and they and it cost a lot of money. So they sold the game beforehand. It's not kind, it's not the same scenario as um, Kentucky Route Zero, where it should have been out sooner. It was a literal. This is how long it takes to animate everything for the game because there is no, there's not a lot of digital work done to it. Uh. I went back and played more Nickelodeon Kart Racers. 
that's a good racing game. It's not really great if you want a Nickelodeon game, but uh, as far as a kart racing game goes, if you can get that for 30 bucks, I'd say it's a good deal. 40 bucks seems a little steep. I think uh, Sonic Team Racing is a better racing game overall, uh, but for a kart racer, this is a really good one of those. Um, Hades is amazing. Uh, I, I have played a ton of Hades. I still have not made it to the surface once. I've made it to the surface, but I have not finished the boss that's on the surface. Um, but the writing in that game is amazing. It's the only super giant game I actually like. And uh, goddamn, that is how you make a rogue light enjoyable there's never feels like i've hit the point where it's kind of diminishing returns there's always something to talk about with somebody um it always seems like the story's moving forward there's a bunch of skills i still haven't gotten there's a bunch of stuff to unlock and i like how they keep adding enemies so the even the earlier levels see a change as you go through um i'm playing disc room for review can't talk about it, unfortunately. Uh, if the demo is still available, I do recommend it. Demo on Steam, I should say. Um, I really wish I had copped the uh, soundtrack that they just released um, because it was shaped like a razor blade or um, like a saw blade, and they think they made only like 300, something like that. Hmm. Um, Sega released the free game. They're releasing a bunch of free stuff um, on Steam. Uh, they released Endless Zone, which is the endless space mixed with Fantasy Zone. Um, some are uh, some other like t- war game that I'm not familiar with. Um, it doesn't... It's to do with um, oh, it's called Armored uh, Armored Something, and it's uh, isn't it Company something Heroes Company Heroes? Yeah, yeah, Armored Heroes. It might be called, I think. Yeah, so I didn't play that. I didn't play Endless Zone, but I did play Streets of Camarocho. Camarocho? I think I pronounced that right. Yeah. And uh, that is a Streets of Rage Yakuza mashup. And it's pretty good. Uh, You have to repeat the same level four times with it getting harder each time to unlock the secret character. And I can only do it three times uh, before it got too much. Um, but it's co-op, it, like it's local co-op. It's really neat. You have to grab those games. I think tomorrow when this podcast goes live will be the last day to grab them. Uh, so grab them if you want them, because I don't think they're coming back. Um, I've played... What's some... going on with the Golden Axe game? Yeah, so Golden Axe was a demo that was made, and they've now called it Golden Axed. And I don't know if they've cancelled releasing that or not. I think it's supposed to come out still, but they had it's said... Still on Steam. Yeah, so they had said that they had talked to the devs that made it, and while I'm all for preservation, um, and that that's what this is, to some extent, uh, take a look at how Nintendo went and released Star Fox 2, where they went back to the actual developers and talked to them about releasing Star Fox 2, which uh, I think is important. What Sega did was they said they talked to developers, and later on we found out that the two people that actually made this demo, that again was never seen, like never went any further than what they are presenting apparently, um, 
they were not talked to about it at all. So it was an Australian studio that closed that Sega owned. Um, and yeah, it sounds like they talked to the boss that was a dickhead or something. I'm sure they talked to someone about it, but they didn't talk to the devs that were put under pressure and made this in like two weeks, a week or whatever. It was done in no time. And the devs spoke about it on Twitter and the nightmare of developing it and why it sucks. And one of them was kind of angry that they would sort of call it golden axed. Like it just seemed kind of like rude. So I don't know. It it definitely didn't read the room, right? Well, especially if you say you're, you've talked to the devs, the fact that the devs were so quick to see it and go, what the absolute fuck? Like this is the, that, that shit would have like flown in the nineties, you know, early two thousands. But you know, now social media is a thing. Did you not think they would see it if they're still follow video games at all? Like, um, it was the, uh, team. One of the guys ended up making super Android cactus. So, um, good on him. Oh, that's a good game. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of a mess. You've never heard of it? No, I said, no, it is a hell of a good game. Oh yeah. So it's, 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 it's disappointing, but I, I'm still going to give it a shot because Golden Axe isn't something that we've seen since uh, 360. Beastmaster, yeah. Oh, I forgot that that existed. Yeah, good for you. That game sucks. That game's (laughs) bad. It's a bad Golden Axe game, and it's a bad video game. Um, I've played Mafia the Definitive Edition. That shit's rad. Yeah, that shit's really good. I kind of hate the two guys that you have to bring around. I'm only early on still, but like when you go to the hotel, they're really fucking annoying. I really like <laughs> yeah. the car the car mechanic, though. Whoever's doing the car mechanic's performance is great. And the Dawn. I, I, I like that game a lot. It reminds me of the getaway. Uh, the way that it's formatted. I'm enjoying it a lot, and uh, yeah, I bought the whole trilogy on Xbox. Uh, I think I think Mafia Remastered really speaks to the fact that we can make an open world game with a linear story, and it works. Yeah, like the open world is there, but you don't need to be going through a like. It's just not like, and now you're out in it. It's like no, here's a level, here's a level, here's a level, here's a level, but. Everything this whole thing is, is connected. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the last game that I've played that I saved to last because I know that you've played it, Ken, is uh, Foregone. Yeah. Yeah, you sent me a code for that. and um, That game is good. Yeah, like uh, I have to say ahead of time that I know someone that works at Big Blue Bubble, um, but I don't actually know if he's worked on this game or not. Um, it's... Uh, it's really good. It's a really good game. And the, the graphics in it being like this mix, it it's like a 32-bit game, which you don't see a lot of. Not like this, anyways. Like, the way that the character is clearly... I, a, I feel a, like it's getting that out-of-this-world vibe of, like, very detailed animation in a pixelized format. Well, it's because the model... They're, like, 3D models. Yeah. It's, clearly. I love the way that, like, the character moves and the way she breathes and stuff, and it's just, like, it looks... So good. Uh, I I love the 
I love the setup because it feels like you're going to be doing like a Metroid type game, but so far I haven't had, like, it's not like that. It's like it's still like a Souls, level. Souls light. Yeah, and they're not, it's not super punishing, but there's a ton of loot and you can have upgrade you the to loot. The fairy, have you got to the point where the ferryman is there? Oh, where you die and then yeah, you so can get so stuff. That's the mechanic is you when you die, you can, I think you're allowed to go back and get your stuff or you can just tell the ferryman to take half of your stuff and then yeah. you, you don't have to go get it. Yeah. So it's like a I, trade-off. Everything about this game feels good. Yeah. Like and the combat just, feels good. Like the enemies are really interesting. The levels like, are... When you oh. shoot a gun, the gun ammunition reloads by doing melee attacks. Yep. That, it, that's so smart to make it so you can't just spam shots. Um, the dash, like you dash behind them, and or you uh, slide, I should say, and then you have the dash that like just rams into enemies, and ugh, yeah, it's it's really good. I haven't made it like super far yet, um, but uh, I was really liking. I really like the fact that I got another weapon, another sword, and it works completely differently than the sword I was using. Yeah, it's like so, a. Like, you get like a heavier sword or a lighter sword. You can also get like a hammer and stuff um, later on. Nunchaku. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can and the and the guns are different too. You can get bow and arrows. You can get regular. Yeah, guns, I have a, I have I have a a rifle, a pistol, a shotgun, and a bow and arrow. So far. there's a shit ton of loot in this game. And the thing is, uh, you can upgrade it. if you find a gun you like. You can actually upgrade it twice. I think it depends on the gun. You might be even able to get a third time. It, it's possible. I, I've maxed out at two on everything that I've found that I like so far. I'd have there... to count next time. I actually have to level up something. To, <laughs> that's how many times. I thought it was like three with one of them, but it might have just been two. So, But yeah, yeah that's a really good game. Real nice and, loop to it. And what I was shocked at when I saw that Big Blue Bubble made it is they, they've only really done mobile games. You might remember them from Burn the Rope. Like, that's the type of stuff they were doing. And there's nothing wrong with that. My Singing Monsters, which is a, a a very popular game, that was them too. It was They were a different business, and then this is just a full game. And it's this good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting this from that studio. Not saying that that studio doesn't do good work. It's just that their market strategy was completely different. And holy shit, this game is fantastic. Yeah, it was a big shock. Like, I heard a couple people mention it. And then I saw, I think it was Major Nelson tweeted, like, that it was available. And I quote tweeted, I was like, wow, this looks really rad. I can't wait to play this. And the developer reached out to me on Twitter and shot me a code in my DM. And he's huh. like, check it out. And I was like, okay. So I booted it up, and I'm like, holy shit, this game is really good. Yeah, I... Man, this... It, you're, I have to go back to the animation, because it's just... So, so everything is 2D in the world, basically. It looks a lot like Dead Cells, if you want to, like, a base... Yes! It oh looks my like god, Dead Cells. Yeah. fuck. I was trying to think of what it looked like, and as someone that hasn't played Dead Cells, but has watched video of it, Yes, it looks like Ted Cells. God, but it's like, it's so well done. Like, 
I'm I'm shocked. It, it's it's I really want to play more of it. I just also wanted to play Mafia today, so I was like jumping, I jump between one, I want jump from one to the other. So yeah, yeah, and that's it for me. Awesome, uh, John. You want to talk about what you've been playing? Yeah, I'll be quick. To be fair, I haven't really played a lot. I've been busy at work, but I have finally picked up uh, Marvel's Avengers. Oh, I'm sorry. Woo! <laughs> so, yeah. Immediately, somebody listened to the show got pissed because I've had emails about it about how much I don't care for that game. Um, yeah, that's um, <laughs> it's um. <laughs> a wasted opportunity is what I would call that game. Um, I feel like if Square Enix really wanted to make a, a games-as-a-service type of game, they could have picked something different to this because it is definitely a license wasted. Um, I'm not going to say it's all bad. Some of the combat feels okay on some of the characters. I like playing as uh, Ms. Marvel. I think her... Um, her moveset and her powers and as a character in the story is probably the best out of all of them. Um, and I think I'm, I probably like um, Captain America, but like you would think playing as the Hulk would be a, a hell of a fun time. And it just, oh, he's isn't. the least him and Iron Man are the two least fun yeah, characters like, in that game to play. And, and Thor just feels like limp, he doesn't feel powerful, um, which you would the best expect. Character from... to me, is Black Widow, like she's the character that's the most fun to play. Yeah, well, I, I, I definitely one of the better ones for sure for me, anyway. But I just, I mean, I didn't <sighs> mind the story. Um, it was it story's was quite good, cool. Um, I. I felt that they kind of got some of the characters right, and I also think they missed the mark with some others. Um, it uh, maybe we're just spoiled with just good Marvel stuff of like you know we've had ten years of fantastic- no John even without the Marvel license this this game has a shitload of problems. Yeah, I'm not saying that that's it's it's not a broken mess either because it is a, a broken mess. I had a couple of times where I had to restart the game because um, it something uh, it, it wouldn't trigger what it was meant to. Like you defeat all the um, all the enemies in an area, and it's meant to trigger the next section, and it wouldn't. So you'd have I'd have to literally close the game game down, come back in, and, and do that whole section again, and then trigger it. But it's, it, you know, it is a broken mess. But um, I just don't, uh, I mean, the whole <laughs> uniform, the whole, like, like it's a loot thing. The loot's boring. It doesn't, it, you, there's no visual impact to it because that's where the costumes come into play. But the costumes, they're the things that they want you to pay for. So you don't even get any real satisfying unlockable costumes. Not that I found. I've played it for about seven or eight hours and it's like, there's you get like the main costumes that they have throughout the game, and there are a couple of like you get like a, a Iron Man this makeshift Iron Man suit when you first um, when he's first introduced to the the story as a playable character. Um, that's for like one mission, and then he's in his his normal suit, um, and you can swap those the costumes about. But there's nothing fancy there. They want you to buy that shit, and that's the frustrating thing because for me, um, look. One of the cool things about Spider-Man, 
cool game, but how many costumes it had, targeting back to to not just the movies, but the comic books and the animations and and some new stuff that they'd done. Um, And it was all free, not a single charge on one of them. And there were so many. Um, And to do this games as a service, uh, the missions that you repeat are just dull. And it is literally mash buttons for a, a period of time, infiltrate this area, hold down this area for, for, you know, two minutes or whatever. And then that's it. It's, it, it it's a, it's a poor live service model with, um, uninteresting content. And I don't care if they're giving the characters away for free. It, it won't make that game any better. That needs, a, I mean, this needs an anthem styled overhaul, but I don't think it will get it. I think it will die, um, uh, die a very slow and painful death. Um, I am disappointed. An anthem style overhaul. That's where you just fucking shoot from the, uh, <laughs> shoot from, well, shoot least, from the mean, line they, and get it right in the trash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't the whole anthem thing. Uh, that's his own kettle of fish. But at least at the moment, they're trying to start from scratch. Whether that actually ends up being anything, who fucking knows? The game, you know, the game's going to miss a generation. It, you know, shortly it'll be on an old console. You know what I mean? Um, but Anthem will return next year as Anthem 2.0 for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Yeah, probably. You have to pay for it again. Um, but it's, Nobody's um, paying for that shit again. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least they are, you know, they s- slowly found out that they were, they were real big problems and that it wasn't going to work and they had to start again. This is what this needs. This needs a, a rethink from the ground up, but I don't know how you make this kind of this kind of game a live service game enjoyable and you can't i mean i understand you want to sell costumes that's what i mean fortnite has made billions out of doing that but this is marvel avengers this is it costumes is their thing to hide all of the cool stuff behind a paywall and not really even reward you for doing certain missions or completing various bits i it just Stinks. Absolutely well, stinks. They completely well, miss their audience. Well, they also... The thing, thing that bothers me that all these games do is that uh, Fortnite is free. Yes, and Fortnite, absolutely. And that's, you can for, that's the thing, is you can forgive it. You can forgive Fortnite because it is free. The char- price of entry is fuck all. And there are ways in which you can earn some of that stuff uh, without paying. But this well, is you can grind for the currency in Marvel's Avengers, but I'll tell you right now. No one wants to, because that's the other it's thing. Not, Fortnite is fun to fun play. Game. Yeah, Fortnite is fucking hella fun to play. Marvel Avengers is not. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I really wanted this game to be good, and I was disappointed with the reviews, but I thought I'll give it the benefit. I'll wait for one of the big patches. I'll give it a try, and it's just... It's not fun, and that's how do you how do you fuck that up? How do you not make a game about superheroes, especially Marvel? You know, colorful characters and various different abilities, a whole ensemble of uh, of a cast. How do you not make that fun? You fuck, there, you fucked it up. There, there is a long list of video games that proves that that's easier. Yeah, I know. Than I know. you I'm, think. I'm, I, I know. I'm, I'm just. 
Iron Man and Exo Man of War. Hey, let's not. Let's not. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> like literally, let's just not. <laughs> I am yeah, disappointed. I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. Um, I should, and, and and the thing is, you know, once they start using the words live service, you you kind of think this this doesn't work for many games. In fact, it really only ever works for worked for two. Um, and it's like, yes, there is definitely room in this world for games like Destiny and The Division, which, uh, but they again. Division had to learn lessons from the first game to to get to Division Two, and and the core gameplay is fun. The the mechanics of it, the loot, the 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 rinse and repeat kind of because that's what these live services are. You can't have an infinite amount of content. It's impossible to do that. You have to find ways to recycle and the content that you've got in an interesting way. And for the most part, Destiny and Division do that relatively well. This just isn't. And um, I don't know. I. I, I just think that in an alternative universe, somewhere in the multiverse, there is a version of this game that where Square decided not to choose this as their live service game and try to piggyback on that. Um, and to me, I think that would have been a far better game. Makes me sad that it's Crystal D who is known for yeah. their massive I, single player narrative yeah, game. Yeah, those last three, I mean, I know they didn't, do the third one but they certainly rebooted those tomb raider games incredibly well hitman's uh were they originally dealt with um, they originally had dealings with hitman weren't they or was no, that square? always io that was always square. io interactive well, i was square like, published hitman yeah no i'm thinking of the developer i'm trying to think of the other stuff that um crystal, uh, crystal d started on the 3do with like stuff like uh the horde and um they actually yeah, done the Kane series as well, didn't they? No, no. Um, Silicon Knights started that. Silicon Knights. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Kane. Uh, yeah, Silicon Knights started the the Legacy of Kane series, and then Crystal Dynamics took it over um, with the Soul Reaver. Yeah, that yeah. was a fun one. Yeah. Gex. Gex was yeah, Gex. Gex was Crystal. Crystal D also did uh, took over. Basically, Crystal D takes over things. They took over Tomb Raider, Whiplash, uh, Project Snowblind, which was going to be Deus Ex. Um, yep. They took over Tomb Raider when Legend came out. Yep. Um, let's see, and then that's all they did actually was Tomb Raider Legend, and then Tomb Raider Anniversary, Underworld, uh, Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light, Tomb Raider Reboot, uh, Temple of Osiris, Relic Run, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and then this. Well, Crystal, Crystal is... Dynamics has made some great games, truthfully. Whiplash yeah. is an underrated classic. Yeah, well, it's a shame that that has, it has come to, to this. Maybe over time they'll improve. Um, hopefully the, the actual game itself, the, the fact that it is a bit of a mess uh, quality-wise will improve over time. But you think, I mean, they've already said, I'm sure you'll probably get to this in the news, that this was meant to be um, PS5 and, and Series X upgradable. That's been pushed back to, to next year while they focus on on fixing the game. I mean, this, maybe this is just typical of games nowadays where they have to reach a, a date. They have to hit a deadline. So they rush this stuff out and fix it in post. Well, your problem is, is you get one shot to make an impression. And if that impression is that poor, no matter, no amount of fixing is going to make 
get any you know, get you any more sales. You well, know, that's that's a big not problem. Not to spoil too much is that uh, that game was the best selling game of September. So, uh, yeah, so, the, well, it's not really a surprise based on the license. Yeah, yeah the, the license license carried that entirely for sure. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think John, you kind of nailed the or you hit the nail on the head because the whole. The whole point of these games as a service games, um, and I'll use Destiny as the model, even though I know people get mad when you compare everything to Destiny. Um, but they what Destiny, work. yeah, Destiny did right is you've got to have that loop, and um, one of the big things that feeds that loop is, or the two big things that feed that loop are a your character getting stronger. And B, the loot that you collect that makes your character stronger, but also is, you know, cosmetic generally in nature. Um, It's the Diablo loop, too. It's I mean, they're all kind of connected. And when you have a game about superheroes that have superpowers. And then you don't give them any loot to wear. um, It's tough to make that loop work, I think, which is why it was so honestly surprising that Anthem didn't work out when. You've got, you know, flying mechs that ought to be the perfect way to sort of hit both of those. And then it just, yeah. the game wasn't that great. Well, their their loot loop was terrible, too. Like, you were yeah, getting you know, guns at the high levels that weren't even as good as the fucking starter gun. Right. Man, yeah, they, did, they made some weird, weird decisions in that game with the way that the guns were sorted. Um, that's, you know, Destiny... Destiny really nailed all of those mm. things. And that, again, it's not Destiny isn't perfect by any means. But, sure. But like you've got a, a developer, and this is you know you, you look at the as you say the lineage of Crystal Dynamics. It should have been something similar here. You have in Destiny, you've got a a developer who has honed their skills, shooting skills, you know, with things like Halo, and they that's the other thing is that that. I don't think there is this generation has been a better first person shooter for mechanics. Destiny just made it fun. Um, you know, the, the whole it made popping headshots off it made it feel easy. It made it feel satisfying. And that then feeds into the fact that you're popping these enemies and you're then getting the loot and you're leveling up slowly but surely. You're looking and they you know, there were always ways to find, uh, to, to help you find what you needed to do next, what you needed to um, uh, improve to get to the highest stat you could. And then, of course, every so often they'd bump it up. So it was a whole refresh. Yes, it does kind of negate, oh, I've just spent, you know, 40 hours trying to grind myself out this gun and now there's an update it's worthless but that doesn't matter because you've then got another goal to chase but because the gameplay is incredibly fun and solid you you enjoy it you don't mind it and and things like the vault of glass you know the um what do they call them the 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 raids the raids how awesome were they not only were they a lot of fun to do with your friends but they were inventive and clever and and took time and that's what that's how you get a group of three or four people together playing having fun and well as as we all know now no one's fucking playing avengers no no uh, nobody is playing that game 
But it's a massive, <clears throat> massive shame. And again, I think that that game gets filled. All of these future plans that'll on the roadmap, all of these fantastic characters that are going to re- release for free. I think you see two or three of them. Uh, one of them will be exclusive to the, and one of them will be exclusive to the PlayStation. And I think that then dies a death. I think they quietly, you know, when no one's playing it at all, they'll just brush it under the rug. <laughs> all right. Uh, what else, John? That's Anything it. else? That's, that is pretty much. That's you know, basically it. All right, Brian. Yeah, so um, I literally have not played anything other than Greedfall, um, which I am trying to finish um, so that I can go back into Ghosts of Tsushima and check out the new update. Um, But I know as soon as I start playing that, I'll probably end up spending a lot of time in it. So I'm trying to finish up Greedfall first um, so that I can uh, cross that one off the list. Plus, it's really, really good. Um, it's I definitely, I, I know I mentioned this last time, but um, it's definitely a game that anybody who likes Western RPGs should play 100%. Um, you know, it's got, um, I, think, I think the comments I made on this game got nuked, actually. Um, so I'll, I'll make comments again. Um, the... Your headset it, is weird. Is it? What's it doing? It's like it's like got like this reverberation to it. It's like when you talk. Oh, you're kidding! Me. The only one hearing that, or is that? Am I crazy? You're not crazy. I can hear it too. It's like yeah, you're I wobbling. I didn't want to be like Brian. Your head, new headset's not. Working. Your brand new headset that you got from Amazon's site. <laughs> it's probably gonna... getting interference. Since you said it was wireless, right? Yeah. That's probably what it is. I'm gonna throw it across the room. <laughs> um hold on a second let's let's try this real quick oh that's funny all right we're, we're, is it we're any professionals. that's a lot better yeah all right it was getting interference i had to turn off my playstation controller um so okay so greedfall is um the you know it's it's western rpg you play a diplomat um who is helping to colonize a new island um an island that is being colonized by three nations who have uh you know relatively uh diplomatic relations with each other although two of them are at war um there are uh natives to the island that um, each of the three is having conflict with uh, in different ways. And so the game is equal parts, um, you know, combat and also having to solve uh, issues diplomatically and try to bring uh, multiple sides together. Um, There's obviously some mystery and intrigue that goes into, um, the, the, the way different things unfold in the history of the island. Um, and it's a, it's a really, really cool, um, Western RPG. I, I like it a lot. Um, I'm, I think 20 hours in. Um, so we'll see. I know, I think the main story is probably 20. happening. Yeah. I need to go back to that gaming. Yeah. I was definitely like worth you get that game. 
Um, I think it's on everything. It's on It's on PC. It's on Xbox, and it's on PC. Just not solo like Fallout or no, no. in the. It's, it's more uh, so it's more in the style of a uh um, you know a, a, the witcher or it's not no it's not really <laughs> like two worlds at all it really it it probably has more in common with the witcher than just about anything else i can think uh, of in bit, terms of the, the way the combat works and a bit of um oh god they're in they're the canadians bioware-ish feel to yeah, it yeah well. it's, it's got a little fun. bit of that Whoa. for sure because you've got um you've got companions that also have loyalty missions that you can do to increase your standing with them. And depending on your standing with them, it can have some pretty large impacts on the story. I'll have to look out for that. That sounds, that sounds kind of cool. It goes on yeah, sale like really every good. third week. Yeah. You can get it. Especially on PC. I, th- I mean, good old games, I think has it on sale every other week, like Anthony said. So if wow. you're planning on getting on on PC, you'll be able to get it pretty cheap. I imagine. Yeah. Cool. All right, what else? Anything else? No, that's it. Like I said, I'm just trying to get that cleared out so that I can uh, uh, play the, the ghost update. Your mic went funny again, Ryan. Uh, Everything, the, the problem with Bluetooth or anything like that is you're always going to get interference from something. Yeah, well. Stupid wireless. Turn your PlayStation off, Ryan. You know how many times, like, like I'm using my, like, I've got those new Turtle Beach 700s, and they have Bluetooth built in, and, like, I'll be playing Overwatch, and all of a sudden my headset will go, Bluetooth disconnected, Bluetooth connected. My, my, my headset at work, eventually, like, all of a sudden I'll be listening to a podcast, and then it's quiet. And I look, and it's like, well, it's not the thing that stopped playing, and then my headphones go, eh, battery, uh, 70%. 70%. It's like that's, it just turned back on. I'm like, I didn't even hear you turn off. Yeah, it just disconnects and reconnects. Weird. Yep. The so future! Do, do we know what the plans are for, like, because it still pisses me off that you can't just use a standard Bluetooth headset for, like, my Xbox or my PlayStation. You have to buy one that's got a dongle or something with it. Are they, is that going to be different for next gen? So there are two headsets for Xbox that don't require a dongle. Um, the uh, Arctis headsets do not require a dongle, and the Turtle Beach 700s do not require a dongle. I want to play my own set of Bluetooth headsets that I paid money for and use on my phone. Well, John, tough shit. God damn it. <laughs> they got to use their own proprietary. And it's probably because exactly what Ryan's dealing with right now. You don't want your headset disconnecting and making warbling noises while you're trying to strategize yeah. in Fortnite. Leave leave my warbling headset alone. Wobble. Wobble, wobble. Wobble, wobble, wobble. Like the fucking hamburglar over here. <clears throat> Alright, um, I'll go through my stuff. I've got a lot. ID at Xbox was massive this week, but I'll hit the big stuff first. I'm reviewing NHL 21. And the only reason I took it this year is because I wanted to check out that NHL 94 remake. It's not available yet. It's making me sad. Um, but just playing that game, it's it's super well polished. It's a really fun game to play. 
Um, I know how people feel now when they don't know anything about a sport and they play a sport game. Like, I don't know shit about hockey. And NHL 21's menu has like four by four boxes. I don't know what half of the shit on that screen is. Like, there's like 600 modes and I don't know what like 20 of them are. Yeah. Like, there's so many modes in this game, and, like, I'll pick one, and then it'll give me, like, some options to do something. I'm like, I don't... Man, I just want to shoot the puck in the net. Can I do that? And when I do that, it's fun. Um, I really, really, really want to play the NHL 94 thing, because it is literally the original Genesis game, but with updated rosters. Not that I know who the fuck played in 94 and who the fuck's playing in 2020. I don't know. I don't watch hockey, but I just want to play some Genesis hockey. I still think that the Genesis hockey games were the best, followed by NHL 98 for the PC. NHL 98 for the PC is, in my opinion, the best hockey game ever made. Don't at me, bro. Um, G.I. Joe. Let's talk about G.I. Joe Operation Blackout. So, I was excited when this game got announced, because... Literally, we haven't had a G.I. Joe game since... The movies. Yeah, that one on the... The Rise of Cobra, which... Funny story about that game. Only game that I found that does... So, do you remember when the original Xbox 360, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, went to the, like, new models? Like, you remember the, the glossy black model Xbox 360? The series... The Xbox 360S... Yes. The fighter oh, don't, jet. Don't, don't confuse us. That's what it's called. That's what it's called, <laughs> and it's it looks like a fighter jet. So, yeah. that disc does not work in that console. But G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra was the only disc, 360 disc, that did not work in that particular... I even reached out to the publisher and was like, hey, do you know this disc doesn't work? They're like, you... I don't. It's weird. All right. Whoopsie. So, <laughs> we haven't had a G.I. Joe game since that. So I was excited. I was like, third-person shooter, probably plays like Fortnite or something. You pick a character, you go through the level. The shooting in this game is so fucking bad. It's so bad. Um, there's a lock-on mechanic. The problem is, is that the enemies tend to strafe left and right, which makes sense, right? But the lock-on locks onto them for a second. You pull the trigger to shoot them, and by the time the bullet makes it to them, they've already moved, and your lock-on is gone. So... If you try to play without the lock on, the aiming is like has like this really slow ramp up time that makes hitting enemies a pain in the ass. Now, I could look past these problems of wasting ammo shooting at enemies, but the second problem that exacerbates this with GI Joe is that they limit your ammo and it is really fucking limited. Like you will run out of bullets really quick. And literally, your character will not shut the fuck up when they're out of ammo. So when you run out of ammo, your character's going to say, like, I'm out of ammo. I'm out of ammo. I'm out of ammo. I'm out of ammo. They don't stop. <laughs> they just keep saying that well, over and over again. That's to let all oh, the other people in the online lobby, oh, that's right, this game isn't online. No, it's not. It's local. You can play two-player co-op, split-screen, which me and my son played through two levels, and he he's 10. He absolutely loves it. Oh, you say, did he turn to you and go, Dad, please stop making me play this game? And you're like, oh, no, I need you to do this for a review. 
he absolutely loves it. Um, we did play the versus mode, and he found out that Roadblock is completely OP. He has a gun that you don't have to aim, and he has 200 armor. So I could never kill him. Like, he just kept picking Roadblock, and he'd win every game because I couldn't kill him. I literally could land headshot after headshot after headshot, and he'd just stand there and laugh at me. Modern day odd job. Yeah. Like, I couldn't kill him. He's like, why are you getting mad? I was like, just keep me talking. <laughs> it makes me sad. I even said at the end of my review, I'm like, I'm going to go back and try to love this game because I really want to love this game, and I don't. Really don't like this game. It makes me sad. Like, if they would just fix the ammo problem and the auto and the lock-on, I would have had fun with this game because it's so nostalgic. Like, they got sound-alikes for the voice actors. The art style is cool. The story is neat. Like, all the characters you want to be are there. But, man, it is not fun to play. It makes me really sad. I honestly... So, the reason why I was, like, dumbfounded when you told me before the show was because I thought this was going to be a team-based shooter where one team plays as the Joes and the other team plays as Cobra. And I was like, that's a really good idea. Yeah, that's what I thought it was too, but it is literally, they call it um, Team Match, Team Deathmatch. It's not Team Deathmatch, it's like Team Fight or something like that. And it's literally 1v1 Cobra versus Joe. Or I think it can be 2v2. Right, just it can hearing be 2v2. about this game, just hearing about this game sucks. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> so it let's does. move on. Uh, the, other, the other game I'm playing for review is Torchlight 3. I mean, everything you oh, need to know about that game is in the name. Right, well, is that coming good. out to console? Yeah, it's out, it's out on Xbox, PS4, Switch. Oh, lovely. I might give that a try. I did enjoy, um, did enjoy the first uh, first couple of those. I mean, it's exactly what you think it's going to be. Cool. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so hard to talk about that game because it's literally just another one of... It's an interesting story, because if you remember, that game was originally going to be that MMO style. It was called Frontiers when it was first. Yes, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and they eventually just said, fuck it, we're just going to make another looter. And they did. And it's good. I love the way it looks. The loot's really good. I mean, it's fucking Torchlight. It's good stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm also playing Superland, but I can't talk about that game yet. Superland? Supra. It's, it's a first-person Metroidvania. It's been on the PC for a while. Yeah, I can't talk about the console version, though. Ah, okay. So, yeah, apparently you're like a little toy in a kid's sandbox, open-world Metroidvania kind of game. Is it about a Toyota Supra? No, sadly not. All right, ID at Xbox. Let's run down this. The, the Rattalaka game. They got one every week. This week's is called Two Parsecs from Earth. It is a Metroidvania-style game that is very self-aware. Like, immediately at the beginning of the game, my character said, I don't feel like jumping, so the jump button doesn't work. Um, here's my ship. Give me my 1,000 gamer score. Like, these are the kind of comments the character makes to you while you're playing it. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It sounds... It's not, it's not oh, a great... Oh, yeah. Sounds okay. I've seen, I've seen this... I'm pretty much the guy that I'll go, eh, I'll buy it. It's a, it's a Metroidvania. And it's like, this game doesn't have better, but literally the levels are just like, what if this game took is... black bricks and shaped out a level? Like, 
cool. Yeah, the game itself is a one-hit death game. So oh, if you I'm get out. hit, you're dead. So there's that. Uh, the next game I played, I actually really enjoy. It's called Raji, an ancient epic. Um, this is like Made a... By, isn't that made by an Indian studio? I remember yes. that being on, uh, um, on either a state of play or a um, Nintendo. I think it was Indies a event. Switch. Yeah, I think it was a Switch. Yeah. Uh, one of those. Looked interesting. Um, this game reminds me a lot of those games that Anthony mentioned earlier. The uh, Lara Croft, Temple of Osiris, kind of like uh, isometric perspective. Uh, but this is melee focused with some platforming. It's really good. I, I suggest you check it out if you're into those kind of games. Cause it's, I like the art style of it. Yeah, it's got wonderful art style. Uh, the voice acting is, is stellar. Um, the controls feel really good. The combat's a little slow. It'll take you a little while because you can't just mash buttons. It's very kind of timing and rhythm based. Oh, see, that's the reason why I love Hades so much. Yeah. Just fucking mash away at that. Yeah, this is not a masher. You need to think about your moves and stuff. And and I I really like it. I think it's I think it's really well done. So, uh, Dust Off Z is a game where you take a helicopter and you pick up people and you shoot zombies. My son absolutely thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I think it's okay. Uh, Red Wings, Aces of the Sky, is a like World War II style plane shooter game. Um, feels really good. Uh, there's a skill tree that you can level up your character. You can do an ultimate move where your dude just pulls a fucking pistol out and shoots the other pilot right in the face. That's, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. It feels really good. I love the cartoony art style of it. Um, that, that, this game is is really good too. Like I, I had a lot of fun playing this game. The, the controls feel really good. It's very arcade driven. Um, the story is is entertaining. It, it was a good week for ID at Xbox. I'm not gonna lie. I played a lot of good stuff. Tie the Tasmanian Tiger finally came out on Xbox. That game probably should have stayed in 2003 or whatever the fuck it came out. Hey, do you like collectathons? Yeah, you, there's like 60 collectibles in that game. It's one of those. Yeah, and it's the camera's not the, too damn. It's not, it's not the worst one of those. It's neat that they brought it back. That, that's yeah. it. It's uh, the camera's too damn close to Ty. Play uh, Sphinx. No, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. It's okay. It's better than Ty. It's free on Xbox this month. Or I wait, it, it was last yeah. week. Like it's over now. Yeah. Uh, Nexoria Dungeon Rogue Heroes. Everything in that name tells you that I only played for five minutes and uninstalled it. Mm-hmm. Here's a good one. Anthony, you might dig this game. I don't know if you've played it or heard of it. It's called Return One-Way Trip. I'm this, looking it up. Uh... This is a 2D uh, survival horror game. Ooh. And I don't know why, but I absolutely love it. Like I, I can't, weird. I can't tell you what makes it different than all the other 2D survival horror games. But I was instantly interested in the characters. It did some really good spooky shit early on. Um, I want to play more of it. It is on Steam too, and I'm looking at it. So it's like a redheaded girl, right? Yes. Yes, so like the the cutscenes are like in this almost anime inspired kind of style, but when you're playing the game, it's full on flat, 
Yeah, full-on pixel art, flat 2D perspective. Ooh. You go around, you investigate things, you pick up items, you use them to unlock That's different stuff. That's my type of jam. Yeah. And oh, it's... Uh, interesting publisher, too. It's uh, Green Man Gaming. Yep. Huh. It's a cool game. I'm looking uh, especially at a... Halloween right now. I'm looking at a... I'm looking at the screenshots on Steam, and to describe it, there is clear, like, the character is in a train car, and yep. then I click one of the other screenshots, and it's clearly the same train car, but it's seen better days. There is some creepy shit in this game, and it's it, it really does the things it does well. Have you ever played Lone Survivor? No, I've heard of it, but I've never actually played it. Do you like Silent Hill? Yes. You need to play Lone Survivor. It is 2D Silent Hill. Like, I like it is literally like the guy had previously done uh, Quiet Mountain or something like that, which was just a 2D Silent Hill tribute, and then made his own game. And oh my, it is it is uncomfortable how creepy that game. This and one so far, timely, I've loved it. Also very timely because the character in that game wears a medical mask over his face the whole time. Oh well, there you go. But uh, yeah, I'll be definitely picking this up. This looks uh, this looks perfectly creepy. Yeah, I, I dig what it's doing so far. I hope it continues. Oh, and okay, so I'm still on Steam. Just to describe the moment, the main character is running after running from a creature, a gigantic creature, and it reminds me of a game that never really paid off with what it was doing called. Um, Oh god, your security guard in like Alaska or something. Um, Uncanny Valley. Uncanny Valley. Woof. That game starts off really strong and just can't stick the ending. And this looks like, oh no, this is going to actually be the game this time instead of just a dream sequence. So, yes, I am very excited to give this a shot. I'm definitely checking this out, Ken. Yep, Thank you. It's a good, good game. Uh, Brunswick Pro Billiards. I mean, again, the name says it all. Shoots a pull. Actually, not bad. Uh, Cake Bash. The thing that stands out about... So this is one of those four-player, beat-the-shit-out-of-each-other kind of, you know, party games. What stands out about this game is, I don't know, have you ever seen, like, the picture... Have you... The one I'm trying to think of is the dog with no... Like, it's missing two of its legs, and somebody's drawn stick legs on it. You know, those memes? Or the people draw faces and like things as they're getting oh, crushed. Oh yeah, like the, like the arms ducks. on ducks and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, so Ryan, I have to ask: it, Were you picturing the two ducks that end up climbing on the dog, and then the ones toots out like has a horn one, and toots out the 100%. Final Fantasy theme? All right. Yeah. Yep. That's okay, exactly so, where my mind went to. So that's kind of the that's kind of the uh, the standout part of this is like you're playing as desserts like you're a cupcake or a slice of cake and they have those little black arms and faces drawn on the cupcakes are they That's... photos of cupcakes no 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 it's rendered 3d okay like yeah so i was gonna That's... say it would be pretty great if they were just like cut out pieces of paper <laughs> but uh, that's that's kind of this game's hook and it was entertaining for like two matches and then i'm like okay i've played this before uh, Brotherhood United is the East Asia soft game for the week. Um, it is a 2D uh, side-scroller where you have a gun and grenades and you just shoot people in the fucking head and it's actually pretty good. Also, if you're doing the Hall of Fame Xbox thing to get reward points, it's probably about 20 minutes to get 1,000 achievement points if you want to get some points. So there you go. 
Tears of Avia is the is the strategy turn-based game of the week. I lasted about 20 minutes with that one. I don't like strategy turn-based games, sorry. Uh, I'd never played Monster Prom, but I played Monster Prom on Xbox because it came out this week. I did not know that that game was that raunchy. If if there's like, dating involved, just assume. I mean, they talked about, like, the first dialogue option was something about a blowjob. And I was like, whoa, okay, we're gonna, hmm, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Family time has been canceled. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> and, and then the second line of dialogue was like, I can't wait to show you this guy's cock. And I'm like, whoa, okay, we're done. We're done. Come on, Ken. The ESRB <laughs> rating says sexual themes, drug reference, and strong language. You should know better. Uh, it's something. Uh, Katana Zero is out on Xbox Game Pass this week. I played that again. That game was still that good. That game is so fucking good. The um, music uh, is fantastic. Play Katana Zero. God damn it. Play it. Yeah, it's a good game. Cook Serve Delicious 3. It's just like Cook Serve Delicious 1 and 2. I don't know what those are. Don't care. You basically create food and serve it to people. The management game. Oh, then uh, definitely I'm out. Yeah. Shadow Gangs? Is this the last Yeah, so Shadow Gangs is the last game that I played. And this feels like if somebody uh, HD remastered Shinobi. The first arcade Shinobi. I like Shinobi. I don't know if I like Shinobi that much. Yeah, I played this, like, I played through the first couple levels. I'm like, it's fine. It's neat to see it in, like, really high-resolution art. But it's also, like, super frustratingly hard. Which Shinobi was, so. Yep. You know, Shinobi I only like because it's Shinobi. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, like... (laughs) I'm not gonna tell you to go play Shadow Dancer or Shinobi. Shinobi Three is pretty good still, but like Revenge of Shinobi, I don't know. You can skip all that. <laughs> so yeah, lots of games this week, and some of them really stood out to me. Like um, I really enjoyed that that Return game, the the Ace the Fly the Red Wings game was really good. It's I mean, these are all games that I, I love that they send these codes because then I get to talk about these games that otherwise you would forget about the day after it came out. Also, Forgon was in there, which is why you got a code for it. I knew why I got a code for it. That's the same reason why I got a code for uh, Shantae, which I didn't realize hadn't been on Xbox. But yeah, Risky's Revenge is on Xbox, everybody. It's a really good game. I don't know yeah. what else to tell you. It's literally the same game that was on the DSi. They haven't done any sort of uprising for it. Yeah, that's why uh, when you asked me if we were reviewing Shantae, I was like, I mean... I'm... There's <laughs> no reason to. It is, It is. I still believe, one of the... I think it's, it's good. the highest... It's the highest rated DSiWare game for a reason, and it was that it was doing the Metroidvania stuff while everybody else was doing other things, and it does it very well. And it's the reason why you got another Shantae game. And then another Shantae game. And Shantae then games another are Shantae always game. Good. Like, yep. they're always good. It, it, if it's Shantae and you like Metroidvania or side scrolling action games, you're probably going to like it. And this is the most Metroidvania one of them all. Yeah, it's Shantae. If it says Shantae on it, it's probably quality. It's a probably good game. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about what's out this week. We're getting into the thick of it. We're literally three weeks out from next gen. It's crazy. 
1971, Project Helios. Uh, Amnesia Rebirth, just in time for Halloween. Control Ultimate Edition. I'm assuming that's a physical copy of all that. Uh, Crosscode, also assuming that's a physical copy. The first DLC for Doom Eternal, uh, The Ancient Gods Part 1, out this week. And the soundtrack is by the guy who was I said was probably going to get asked. It's so fucking good. Hey, uh, this is standalone, too. You don't have to own Doom Eternal to play uh, this. I, I didn't think I was going to buy the DLC, but also fucking good. So to, not to have. not to jump ahead a little into the news, but uh, enjoy it, PlayStation gamers. This will be the last time you play Doom. <laughs> wow! Oh, that you're was an, cold. You're an that asshole was... today. Oh, Holy shit! Uh, Hyper Brawl tournament, Monster Truck Championship, Outpost Delta, A Tale of Paper, okay. Macrotus: A Mother's Journey. Somehow, Bless Unleashed is on the release list every week, and I just don't know why. Uh, Raise the Dead, Superland, Galicide, Goosebumps, Dead of Night, Grood, Monstrum, Mortal Shell, Pumpkin Jack, Supermarket Shriek, Transformers Battlegrounds which is a real-time strategy game. That's... I was like, oh, this is the first game since Activision doesn't have the license. And then I was like... Oh, look at it. I don't care. Look at it. You you want to hear something better about it? It's $50. G.I. Joe was... $40. $40. So, no, I'm not surprised. I think it's $30 for the regular, right? Or maybe I'm thinking the other way. It's it's still too much. It's too much. Like, Battlegrounds is a mobile game and it's fifty bucks. Uh, yeah, I love Transformers. I love that it's Gen One style. I am not paying fifty dollars for. I'm looking a for game. a couple of the movie Transformers games because I just want to play giant robots smashing other giant robots, and that's kind play, of all I ever want. Play Platinum's game. That one's real good. I didn't get into that one. I couldn't. I just like yeah. I want. It's Devastation, right? Devastation is it, that one. Also, it, the High Moon games are really good, too. That's the one. So I, I have the High Moon ones. There's one I'm missing, which is the last one they did, I think. They've up-resed did, one of them to PS4 and Xbox. I think yeah, it's... Yeah, but they're not available anymore, so... Oh, that's right. I own it, so I have it, but... Yeah, I have I have the uh, Cybertron games on 360, and I'm just looking for the rest of the movie titles, because they're still not... They're not terrible games. No, the like the, the rise, the the one from the second movie was actually pretty good. Revenge of the Fallen. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that because I, as soon as as soon as I finished that movie, I'm like, I'm never watching this thing again. <laughs> well, you didn't like the part about the balls, the, dude. It was a desert. It was a desert. I couldn't see what the fuck was going on. It's just masses of metal moving, and I'm like, I don't know who anybody is. This is just chaos. Ugh. Uh, what else is out this week? We've got Monster Truck Championship, uh, Scourge Bringer, Rusty Spout Rescue Adventure, BH Trials, Clea, Lord of the Click. I would thought you were going to say something else then. I bet you did, you <laughs> dirty bastard. All right, Nintendo Switch. What do we got this week for Nintendo Switch? A lot of the same stuff we've talked about. Death Ray Manta. 
Avisi Evector Encore Edition. I don't know how to say that game. Avisi. Is that how you say it? Avici. Battle Hunters. Avici. There you go. I probably have been told that 12 times, but I just don't care. Uh, Battle Hunters. Two Point Hospital Culture Shock. Uh, Bullet Beat. Horus. I don't know if this is a typo, but it says Asterix and Obelix XXL Romastered Edition. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. So Romastered is right? Is there, Ro- Roman is something part of that thing. Gotcha. It, it, I, I, I'm not really sure. Double Pug Switch. Uh, Fractor. Goner 2. If Found. Luna, the Dust Shadow. Nullum. Outbreak Epidemic. Pokemon Sword and Shield, the Crown Tundra. Restless Hero. The Red Lantern. They Bleed Pixels. Tool Boy. Torchlight 3 is actually out on Switch this week. It came out last week for Xbox and PS4. And War Tile. Uh, oh, wait, there's more. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer, featuring The Legend of Zelda Complete Edition. That's a mouthful. Cross Crush. Kaku, Kakurasu World. I guess I could say that. Uh, Maze and Truck Driving Simulator. There you go. There are all of your releases for the week. Am I mistaken? There wasn't like a big game in there. Like the next big game is Watch Dogs, right? uh, Sure. That's the only one I I have my eyes on. That's like two weeks time, and I think or something. Two weeks, or maybe a week from two weeks from Friday. When's Pikmin out? Pikmin's out soon, right? Pikmin's already out, isn't it? No, it's yeah, not. I think Pikmin's not out. I it guarantee you, hair. Pikmin is not out. Right, hold on, hold on. I'm doing uh, Europe. Uh, nope, that's the old one. <laughs> you can't buy it. I'm a looking. I'm a looking. I'm a looking. Stupid fucking. Nintendo's like, fuck you. You're not, not buying a... any more Wii U games. Uh, worldwide, it comes out October 30th. There you go. Oh, okay. And Let's talk. it's okay. the 29th for Watch Dogs. Okay, so Watch Dogs and Pikmin, and then we get into next gen. Got it. Yeah. Let's do news. Hey, those Double Fine Classics are coming to Xbox Game Pass at the end of this month. Got Day of the Tentacle, um, Full Throttle, and then what's the third one? Grim Fandango. Yes, all remastered, all coming and, to Xbox Game Pass. And that also includes Day of the Tentacle also has Maniac Mansion in it. So, Well, you can play it. them all for free if you have Game Pass. Yep. There you go. I wonder if they've bought the rights from Lucas. Because obviously Double Fine don't I think they the did. Rights. I think they did a while back when they remastered them originally. Yeah, Double oh. Fine got the licenses back. That's how they got them out on PS4 and stuff. Oh, well, there you go. How cool is that? Now, Microsoft owns them. Crazy, right? Well, they own uh, a lot of things nowadays. Hey, and they're not done, according to what I've heard. That's... Mm. Well, there's still uh, hope for the Sega buyout, yeah, eh? Uh, you know, if they bought off <laughs> Sega, whatever. I heard... You know what the big one I heard this week that I chuckled at as I heard it was Ubisoft? I'm like, come on. Okay, hold on. Hold yes. on. <laughs> you mean the company that was fighting for independence not too long ago? Yeah. yeah. They got yeah. Microsoft. Also, they announced they're coming to... Like, a bunch of games are coming to Stadium. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure Microsoft bought them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
the Analog Duo has introduced uh, a new system, a 1080p retro console for TurboGrafx and PC Engine. This might be the only time... Really fucking expensive. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, like, it's the only time I think that the actual hardware analog is releasing is cheaper than the official stuff from NEC. I mean, maybe, but because still, the thing's going to be super Buying a Turbo Graphics with a CD attachment, or, a, God, the, du- the, the Duo, like, that's a ton of money right there. But the games are like 100 bucks a piece in Canada. Like, Turbo Graphics games that are of worth any quality are super expensive, so I don't know who the fuck this is for. It's other than the other people on Twitter, like, oh my god, I was like, okay, so number one, you're not gonna be able to get it. Well, yeah, that's the other thing, too. Like, I wanted one of their Game Boys, and they sold out in like 10 minutes. Yeah, Yeah, I wanted one of those. Yeah, no, but you're not getting any of this shit. Stop thinking about it, it's too expensive, and they don't love you. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, as we mentioned, uh, Series X and PS5 versions have been delayed to 2021. Those will not. Be available at launch. But if you play them on the boosted mode, I'm sure they'll be no. shit still. Say <laughs> they'll still be boring. All right, great. <laughs> hey, if you get into party chat on the PlayStation 4 now, Sony's gonna Sony's gonna record it and and spy on you. What? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought everybody read this news. <laughs> no, what? Sorry, what was that? So in the firmware eight point oh, kids being a little uh, uh, sarcastic, I think. Okay, yeah, people freaked out online. So firmware eight point oh went live this week for the PS4, which, by the way, I did not get because my PS4 Pro is gone. Oh, say goodbye. Yeah, bye bye. Uh, so apparently one of the features in this is that party chat is now able to be recorded. And the real reason that they did this was that users could record people in their party to report harassment and the internet got on a tangent about like oh my god you're recording my party chats you're going to you're going to spy on my intimate conversation what with your mates talking about how you're gonna fuck someone's mother fuck off yeah y'all freak out a little too much about this listening in you know what they ought to do do it anyway not wear a headset how about that? Don't don't talk to people online. Or why not use something like, I don't know, Discord and let them record your conversations instead. Hey, I asked Craig to join me every week. <laughs> so he can record everything that I say and hold it against yeah. me. Yeah, uh, but don't forget he's also recording when you're not asking him. That's what I think. Yeah, well, Craig, you know, he hangs out in my room sometimes and just records what I say. I mean, I can't. The problem is, is that with these terms of service and stuff to to offer anything like this, where you want to record somebody to actually report them for harassment or something like that, you've got to put in these blanket statements that people are going to take the wrong way. Why the fuck do people think Sony wants their crappy conversations? They don't. They're not selling you. It's not like Amazon and and what's her face. She's going to record it because they want to get data on you or google's one it that's only that's only into that that's not how they make their money not yet anyway they're not a service provider in that sense so i don't see why people think is always we always go to the nefarious don't they, they always think someone's like conspiracy theories like everyone's <laughs> just sit in your fucking closet with your tin hat on and shut the fuck up 
Yeah. All right, then. Run, run over. Hey, there's a Doctor Who game coming out in spring 2021. Uh, that'll probably be crap like all the other Doctor Who games. Man, you're such a you're such a beacon of positivity on this show. I just... <laughs> no, no, that's... Uh, the well, last, I'm gonna, last couple of things shit. Well, <sighs> maybe you should have played the Doctor Who portion of LEGO Dimensions. Yeah, no. Nobody played LEGO Dimensions, no. Anthony. Don't lie. I'm no, the only no. person. I'm one <laughs> yeah, of... I'm, probably, yeah. I have all the characters, so... Oh, it's funny. The problem was is that LEGO Dimensions was without a doubt the coolest Toys to Life, Toys to Life game. Just it came out the, 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 literally when everyone was done with them. That should that should have come out. No, 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 no. The one that came out literally when everybody was done with them was Starlink. Yeah. Oh yeah. True yeah. Story. You're right. Starlink yeah. was really good. Yeah. Yeah, Starlink good is really good. Especially if you play it on the Switch and you get to play Star Fox, motherfucker. That's right. Hey, do y'all want to know the cool, And you get a cool R wing. That's true. That thing is. Yeah. That thing was rad. That's the version I have. That's the version everybody should, even though it runs like shit. I have the Xbox like version. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I have the Xbox version. It runs so good, but man, it doesn't have Star Fox. Yeah, well, I don't yeah. have a Switch, so this was all I had. I was like, yeah, this game's alright. Alright, yeah. you want to know? You want to know the thirty launch games coming to the Xbox Series X? We have the whole list. Oh yes, please. Yes, and this is the most weirdest launch lineup ever. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Obviously. That sounds current gen. How many of these are also out on current gen? Uh, John, just shut up, because I don't. I, that's like one game. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm glad no one else was talking, so we can just cut out Ken saying, "John, shut up." Assassin's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Creed Valhalla, uh, Borderlands Three, uh, Bright Memory 1.0, Cuisine Royale. Wow, Dead by Daylight. Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, Dirt 5, Enlisted, Evergate, The Falconeer, Fortnite, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Gears Tactics, Grounded, King Oddball, Maneater, Manifold Garden, NBA 2K21, Observer System Redux, Ori in the Will of the Wisps, Planet Coaster, Sea of Thieves, Tetris Effect Connected, The Tourist, War Thunder, Warhammer Chaos, Slay- Chaos Bane Slayer Edition, Watch Dogs Legion, WRC 9 FIA World Rally Championship, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Yes, Your Grace. There's your now, 30 Series X. Please repeat that list. Taking wow. off all the games that you can currently buy. Gears Tactics. On Fucking hell. Why? I mean, I'm excited for the next generation. I really am. But that is the most pathetic launch lineup I've okay, heard. Okay, hold on. No. No, no, it's not. But PlayStation right. 4 and Xbox One, uh, Xbox One had some terrible lineup games. Knack, don't you dare diss Knack. I will disnack. The fact all that you're saying knack, and I know you're being <laughs> a fucking kidder. Yeah. Speaks but come on, like... at least knack, knack wasn't on already out. Knack wasn't oh, on the PlayStation oh, 3. Oh, good. So glad that knack is not on PlayStation 3. It can you're only be done on the PlayStation my, 4. You're missing my point. 
He gave you Gears Tactics. Which is on PC. Great. That's that's a totally different experience than consoles. It probably, you know what? It, it probably Yakuza's is. I'm not going to knock it not on anything. Neither is Assassin's Creed. Neither is Dirt 5. I mean, these no, games aren't these out. Also be on the Xbox and the PS4. Yeah, and that's going to be the case with every... I think PS5 has Destruction All-Stars, Demon Souls, and everything else is on PS4, right? Yeah. Miles Morales is definitely so. So is Sackboy. So is... They have another game at launch. What is it? What am I forgetting? Yep. Godfall? Godfall? Godfall. Oh, Godfall. Yeah, that's not first party, but yeah, that is... uh, So that... Destruction All-Stars and Demon's Souls are next-gen games. That again, that's also a bit shit. Godfall is a bit shit. Godfall is a lot shit, I'm guessing. I've not seen that, but it, um, I, I guess it's just the world we live in nowadays. And don't get me wrong, I think, especially seeing someone who's not buying the PS5 to start off with, I think it's great that I'll be able to buy Miles Morales on the, the PlayStation 4 if I want. But but it does, it does sully the the launch lineup slightly I, I think i think one of the things that really sullies it is the is the fact that microsoft made it so that you can play like the cross-gen stuff like the smart delivery actually hurts the launch lineup because if all of these games were just like if you think about past launches most of the games at the launch are available on the other machines the problem this time around is you don't have to pick between the two versions you just buy one and you and got you it yeah yeah. So like your borderlands. No, that's but it's a no. problem in optics. Yeah. But yeah, me, no, I, I think the smart delivery stuff, and I think that's actually super cool. But you are right in the fact that it it, it breaks the illusion of a launch lineup in a in a certain way. Let's all let's all remember Gun for the Xbox yeah, yeah, gun, shit, and the yeah. 360, where the 360 version, you're like, man, that's got to be the better version, right? I should buy that one. It's ten dollars more. <laughs> and now it's like, well, I own Borderlands Three, so I guess I have the Xbox Series X or PS Five. Well, it's just like I think about. I don't go back as far as like Xbox PS Two to Three Sixty PS Three, but like we're at the point where it's fidelity rather than like you graphics. Know, graphics. Yeah. Graphics. Yeah. So you look at Wolfenstein, uh, the New Order. 360 version, which is on four DVDs. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But looks fantastic still. Like, it's only just the actual clarity of the image, but they did a very good job of porting that to 360. But then you also have stuff like, everybody brings this one up, uh, Shadow of Mordor, where it's missing part of the game. Sure, that gameplay feature, that was, wasn't it? <laughs> Right, that's so literally the only game to ever have. Like that's the only example of that because that's the only game that ever happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, but is, like, which is what everyone thought that was going to be a thing, didn't they? Take off and all sorts like the whole the whole Nemesis system. And I think there are other games that kind of feature. I think it, there was one game that kind of did it, and then nobody. Yeah. There's something recent that had yeah. something similar, but it's not it's not done the same way exactly. No, so it just yeah. you don't care. Um, but like all those games, like for the most part, it was, it wasn't a huge jump, and you're never going to get that again. You're just not. No. So the, the way that developers work now, if you look some of the the recent releases, takes like The Last of Us or Ghost of Tsushima, the the visual fidelity there is 
absolutely breathtaking. And again, you're cert- you're not going to see a, a you're not going to see a kind of leap until maybe the same time frame in the next generation they're gonna it takes time for developers to get used to the 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 tools at their disposal i think so um you know it's it also doesn't help this time around we had the consoles in between oh yeah yeah that also we had a bunch of 4k games out there already so so i I have i am go ahead I was going to say, I am super looking forward to Dirt 5 out of all of them. I think that's the one that I'm looking forward to with most. But but um, again, that will be on something that I could potentially play if I wasn't getting me, me, uh, Series X on my X. So. Like, yeah. I, have an, I have an original Xbox One. I have an uh, original PS4. So I guess it's going to be bigger. Yeah, you're definitely going to see a nice bump. So, but like, you know this is kind of where we're at at this point. So I'm not, I don't look at the launch lineups and go, oh, it's on the current gen as well. I I know what these are now, is that they're basically computers without the hassle. I think, um, and I think that's probably one of the reasons that there has been so much emphasis on not the actual graphical fidelity although obviously a lot of them have said you know it's going to run 4k um and in some cases 4k 60 depending but the speed as well that these the the big thing this generation is these these uh super fast ssds and low times and things like that um and i can see why because again there's only so much you're going to do with graphical fidelity um you have to look at other ways things like ai things like the speed of getting you into those games because if 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 one thing has plagued a lot of real high quality games this generation things like you know bloodborne and and those type of games like it's just horrendous load times and i think they tried really really hard to combat that this time around yeah <laughs> At the cost, it's gonna cost you out the asshole. Well, you know, technology is new. It's it's embracing brand new technology. I mean, let's face it; they essentially jumped SSDs. You know, the last uh, bunch of consoles, even like the X, they had mechanical hard drives. Um, SSDs were available, but they've they've kind of piggybacked over them and have gone on to the next generation of this um, and then and NVMe type of, of ssd which is completely missing out and it is on the edge bleeding edge of of storage technology so they are getting ahead of the curve this time around and it, i think it'll make a big difference to people's playing experience things like that the quick resume and you know that 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 was promised back at the beginning of last or this current generation now i think they've actually got the tools to to make it more of a viable thing all right, let's move on. Uh, speaking of next-gen consoles, Microsoft detailed all of their Xbox um, backward compatibility stuff, auto HDR for all games, double the frame rates in some cases, um, just massive improvements across the board. Uh, a lot of Xbox One games will be running at 60 FPS. Every 360 Xbox, and I mean, every game can do auto HDR. That's cool shit. I think there was. They, I remember watching the Digital Foundry. There was like one that couldn't, but you got to think out of all of those, that's that's a pretty good hit rate. Yeah, and and what's funny about that is like that's the, like the people focusing on the what was it ten games that don't work on the PS4. I'm like, yeah, Come that, on. yeah, yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. I saw that list, and <laughs> that list is like, who even? I haven't heard of half of these bloody games. Come on. I mean, Life of Black Tiger of them, made it over. Come on. And and most of them <laughs> are delisted. Yeah. 
Who cares? I'm sorry you can't play Afro Samurai 2. That game is bad. But get fucked. <laughs> uh, registration for Xbox Fan Fest went up. Did anybody register? Where is it this year? No, it's oh, digital. It's online. <laughs> so I registered for it, but what's funny is is it, it, it turned into pre-ordering consoles again. Like their website was just constantly like, the skip dying. So that was fun. I finally did get in. I don't know if I'll get anything or if I see. I don't know what it is. I just figured if I register, maybe they'll send me some cool like digital treats or something. Hell, I don't know. The new Xbox update is out, which is the dashboard for the new consoles. Doesn't run in 4K though, does it? John, don't spoil the news. Okay. You know I love doing it. Um. Let's just go. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about. So the Xbox. So here was my favorite comment about this was so like John. I think it was John from Digital Foundry, like pointed out. He's like the thing that disappoints me most about the Series X is that the dashboard isn't in 4K. The internet's like, holy shit, how can a dashboard not be in 4K? Everybody with an Xbox all of a sudden went, wait a minute, does that mean my dashboard's not in 4K now? I didn't notice. Yeah. No yeah, shit. No, no one gives a shit. I really don't care. I mean, yes. I honestly think the PlayStation 5 dashboard looks nicer. I think it's we'll more talk, aesthetically we'll talk about that pleasing. In a minute, yeah. But yeah. I don't give two fucks about whether it's in 4K or not. That's the place that you spend the least amount of time on your console. Also, let's take in, let's remember why they did that. They actually did do that for a reason. So the original Xbox One dashboard for the X was in 4K. And the developers came to Microsoft and said, hey, can we have that gig of RAM back for games? And Microsoft said, okay, we dropped the well, resolution of the dashboard down to 1080p. You get an extra gig back for games. What's, where is that gig better spent? Fuck it. I mean, obviously for your dashboard. Again, you spend 2% of your console it's, life on the piss and dashboard. It's, 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 not, it's, it's not... Well, like, look at the PS3. You had 1080p on the menu. And 720p in games. That's so fucking annoying. The resolution I, shit on the PS3 was just annoying in general. Well, that too. The, the, the odd game would run in 1080p. Yeah. Um, or if you're unlucky, 1080i for some reason. You're oh, just, Christ, yeah, I remember that shit. Just, um, didn't just, Metal Gear Solid's 5 run a 1080i? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think remember so. that. A bunch uh, of them are messes. Yeah, so back when back when I had to worry about my TV running a 1080 signal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just to have the 1080 plastered on it. Oh, it's a it's a full HD experience. Uh, yeah. you get you're you basically have 720p. Mm. You know, if uh, if you anyways. if you put my Xbox dashboard in 4K, of course I would notice the difference. That's not the question here. The question here is how much does it matter? It doesn't. And and the thing like you would know you know where you notice that type of stuff on your phone. But More even so your phone anything, does drop resolution. You're absolutely correct, but like when you're closer to the device that matters. Mm. Anthony, don't I don't say, know about you, but I have an 85-inch so, television and I sit uh 2 feet from it. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say to be fair, anywhere in your room, you're probably close to your TV. Yeah, that's I true. like literally, I sit like eight feet away from an 85 inch TV, and I'm still like, damn, I'm too close. But it's but it's like 
that's when you start to notice the because your menus are very basic shapes. Yes. That's where you start to notice it. But like again, it's basic fucking shapes. So like yeah, you would notice a bump, but like it but it isn't it isn't as noticeable until you have an actual comparison. You wouldn't yeah. know it's not, not you wouldn't know it's not until like it would switch. And then you'd be like, why isn't it why does it look worse or better? One well, of the two. So here's here's the up. funny thing about all of this. So this as with every other week leading up to these console launches, this started a fight between plastic warriors online because we got to see the PlayStation 5 UI finally. Now, before we get into the plastic box wars, can I just say that thing looks cool, man? Yeah, it looks slick. That looks not just I. I love the focus of like of, uh, wherever you bring up the your, your your interface, it's still focused on the game. It's still the game experience is front and center. I think that's fantastic. I like the fact that the the icons at the top are minimalistic. I love the fact that they've now got media and games as two separate um parts of the menu but i think the interface stuff when you they were showing you the sackboy adventures when you popped it open you had this like a, a wealth of information about the game you're playing and i know that this isn't going to work for every game but you know things like tutorials and videos on how to help or how long this this um uh, how long are the levels going to take you based upon your game playing history? Fantastic, clever, r- real clever stuff. Ryan, yep. do you want to say something? Uh, I was just going to say it's, um, I'm I'm looking forward to um, the same stuff that John just mentioned. That I was really going to say almost the same thing John said. So, so uh, yeah, to to kind of go to kind of build on that, seeing that stuff was really neat and. This is something, it's stupid. It's a stupid thing, but we all love new toys. We all love new technology. One of the things I'll be disappointed about with the Xbox Series X, I already have that dashboard. Yeah. So there won't be any, like, playing around and learning where things are and discovering neat little things about the UI. And, like, I get it for familiarity, but I'm also disappointed that, like, like, November 15th, I won't care. Right. But on November 12th, I'm totally going to play around in that PS5 dashboard for like an hour. You know what I mean? Now, to kind of talk about what John said, I think all this stuff is cool. I think it's going to end up like the PS4. Where they showed all this really cool shit that you could do, and nobody's going to use it. Yeah, that's the only fair, isn't it? Because again, it's great. Other than Sony's First, first part of yeah. stuff. Yeah, you're not, you're not you. I'm sure you will see some, but you're not going to have anywhere near the level of detail that Sony are going to put into this because it'll be a mandate for the first party studios. When you're making a game, you're making it, and it's going to have to have these features that support the uh, the the interface. Um, but it'll for third parties, it's completely completely optional, and we all know that they like to. Um, have parity between the two or three different platforms solely because it's easier for them. That's the reason why not many developers take advantage of things like the touchpad on the controller. It's essentially a map button because um, it's, it, it's harder to develop a whole unique thing for a single 
platform. And that's what makes me worry about the haptic feedback of the controllers, because as cool as that actually looks, and and I think it'll really, when I first get my hands on it, I think it'll be really interesting, but it'll be relegated to first-party stuff. Yeah, I think I think seeing the way Microsoft is kind of approaching everything, like we've got the same controller, basically. We've got the same dashboard, basically. Like right now, it's a negative because people are like, I'm buying new shit. I want new shit. Six months down the line, everybody's going to be like, why did Sony put all this shit in here? Because nobody's using it. And that sucks. It does. But I understand it because you're building, like John said, you're building a game that's going to be on PC, it's going to be on Xbox, it's going to be on PlayStation. Who's going to spend the extra, you know, three to six months of development time to put a fucking picture-in-picture video of you beating a level? Like, who's going to do that outside of first-party Sony? Nobody, like I, just, I would imagine. Yeah, I just, I just don't see it. Like, and that sucks because new features are cool. Like, you I get one cool feature. Yeah. I mean, again, it's seamless. It's 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 something that uh, I mean, maybe not us guys, because you know we're we're old, long in the tooth, and been playing games for years. But you imagine something like Sackboy, a young ten-year-old picking that up for the first time, stuck on a level. Can you imagine if we were ten years old and had the ability to do that when you were stuck on one of the Mario levels to be able to help just without a press of the button? Fantastic. Yeah, as, as as someone who's who as someone who uh, is currently uh, using my laptop laptop to look up walkthroughs on a game while I'm playing the game, mm. uh, I I think that would be helpful. Yeah, and I would be I would be that little kid that would be pissed at, because like ninety percent of the games don't support it. Yeah, like like where's my picture in picture for this game I'm trying to beat? Oh wait, the developer didn't bother to put it in. So like well, I hope eventually they. I hope eventually they build it so that it can be sourced. So, like, you could just implement, like, here's our YouTube channel. Yeah, but they don't know. like they don't like APIs, do they? They no. don't like, because that the whole trophy thing was a big because they took away the API for that because they don't like developers or third party developers having too much, um, I guess, access to the systems that they use. I don't know. I'll tell you one thing that that UI demo video did was give me more interest in Sackboy than anything up to this point. Yeah, it looked good. <laughs> yeah. It does look super cool. And I'm like, I had no interest in this game until you did this video. Now, on the flip side, I still have zero interest in Destruction All-Stars, and apparently so does Sony, because they didn't even show you play the game. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know any. I have not heard one person who said they're excited for that game. Isn't I that just, the Ubisoft one, or is that... No, that's a first-party Sony game, John. I don't, is it really? What's that one that's Ubisoft's doing, like a roller rink thing? That's next year. I forget what it's uh, called. I thought that was. I thought that's what that was. Roller uh, Champions? Uh, I've no idea what the name was. I no, no, it's Roller Champions. I, I just named it. No, that's well, a different also, one. Roller, roller Champions is the roller rink one from That's Ubisoft. That's not the one John's thinking of. John's thinking nope. of, hold on, no, I'm he's... pulling up the name, Riders Republic. No, I'm not. I'm thinking of Roller Champions. Are Riders you thinking Republic. of the Riders skating Rep- game? The, on, on skates, yes. Oh, well, no. There's also one coming out from Ubisoft called Riders Republic, which That's is... sequel to Steep, yeah. 
Okay, well, an official steep, sequel to Steep, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, the, uh, the one that Anthony said, the, the way you're in a roller derby type thing, that's what I thought that Destruction All-Stars was. That's what, I, I don't know why. All-Stars is in Cars. Is it? Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's how, <laughs> that's how much marketing has affected me on this that's game. Much, I had yeah. zero idea about that. Oh, my God, this is funny. Holy shit. But, Sackboy does look cool. I will definitely get that on my PS4. I'm never playing another little big planet game. Sumo Digital are good. Sumo Digital's great. I, I they made the last one though, and I just I can't. <laughs> so I know I mentioned earlier that Xbox Hall of Fame. I don't know if you guys are watching that. That's like a achievement contest. So I took a look at the leaderboards this week just to be curious. You know how much the number one guy has, and this uh, take into account this is only for the month that they're running this. Can you guess how much the number one guy has? It's going to be something fucking ridiculous. Like, I don't have a job ridiculous. Like, dude, even if you didn't have a job, I don't know that this is... 250,000 achievements. Bloody hell. Like, how? Like, did you just create a new account and buy all of the games that take five minutes to get a thousand points in? for sure. Why? It probably costs you more than you're going to win in the contest. Yeah, because some people don't have great risk reward thoughts process. Like they can't do that in their head. They're like, they don't have the what am I putting into this? What am I getting out of it? I do that all the time. Like I look at the rewards every week, and you know, there's always like um, you can earn twenty five hundred points if you buy three movies. And I'm like, well, let me think about this for a second. Twenty five hundred points is basically two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah. Which is less than what I paid for one of the movies. Yeah. Yes. That's not very good risk reward, is it? No, it's not. And I and I get smart and I go, well, I'm not going to do that unless I was just going to buy movies anyway. You know. Unfortunately, um, Xbox isn't my. Play- you know, I've got an Apple TV, so that's where I buy my movies. But I do buy more stuff digitally nowadays, so I'm sure that'll appease to some, some people. Well, probably. I don't use Xbox for my movies. If I buy a movie on Xbox, I make sure it's movies anywhere compatible. Because then I get it on Apple, Vudu, movies in you. I get it everywhere else. So I don't buy movies on Xbox unless they are movies anywhere compatible. Because I'm sure as shit not watching a movie on my Xbox. So I, had I, to Roku, my, I had to use my Xbox yesterday as a DVD player for the well, Blu-ray player for the first time in about a year and a half. Motherfucker, I used it as a DVD player. Last week, because there's a Jackie Chan movie that is not available digitally, <laughs> so I dug out my my fucking what the CD the CD wallets that I have for oh, wow. fucking my DVD movies, and I watched I watched Jackie Chan's Who Am I, and I watched the GI Joe movie because neither one of those are on digital, and I'm not talking about the new G, like the fucking cartoon movie from '87. Yes, where they tried to do where they tried to do the same thing as the Transformers movie, and then realized it'll work out, so no one could actually die. Yeah. Hey, Burgess Meredith plays Galobulus. Yeah, fucker. that's um, that's all you need. Fucking Don Johnson's in that movie. Great. <laughs> but no, I was I was actually pulling out. D- I'll tell you one thing I was impressed with about DVDs. They sound really good. Yeah, we so there's um here's my my music nerd shit of the week. Uh they started at one point releasing uh, like high res audio 
on DVDs. So I have two or three. Um, and then they started doing it on Blu-ray as well. I, the Blu-rays never took off in the same way. Um, but yeah, high-res audio is usually done with DVDs. Um, from a movie a flaming... that was like from the 90s, watching that Jackie Chan movie, I was like, man, this sounds really good. I really wish I had a nice um, Atmos sound system, but they're just so expensive. Yeah, I don't have an Atmos. I have a really nice Yamaha soundbar with a subwoofer. My soundbar, my soundbar's all right, but it's it's not nothing fancy. And I kind of that's the one thing you know. You get some really good looking movies in 4K now with HDR, and it's like oh, Dolby Atmoses would be great because I've I've got the app on the Xbox and PC. I paid for it, it as in the sale, and that gives you the for headphones. It'll give you the Dolby Atmos experience, which is cool because you don't need any special equipment for that. But when you're watching a movie, you're watching a movie. I don't like wearing headphones when watching a movie. I like to. But again, the, I think the cheapest I found a, a, a soundbar, um, Dolby Atmos soundbar system was like 380 quid. So I thought, nah, um, yeah. no, thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll wait until they really drop in price. I tell you, I'm really impressed with the soundbar that I have because it has this like um, this mode called like virtual surround. And I swear to God, I hear shit behind me, even though I don't have speakers behind me. It's, it does really well with, like, casting room sound around. It depends on the shape of your room and where you've got it located as well, I guess. Yeah, I had to find a good place for my sub because my sub wasn't getting very good bass in one spot, so I moved it to another one. And now, like, it's real good. So, Yeah. I will be excited to get these new consoles. I need to know how long the HDMI cable is for the PS5 because apparently these cables are going to be 2.1. Yeah. While my TV doesn't support 2.1 right now, I still want to run it that way for whenever I do. Is your 85 a, a Sony? Yes. What what um, model? 8850. Okay. I think I it's think they're I think they're going to be adding. I got uh, a 2.1 support to it. Like through a firmware update or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I if think they that's do, that'll be sweet. Yeah, that'll be I know sweet. Because they're they're the, I know they're doing it on the 900s and higher because they're advertising the 900s and higher as PS5 ready, but they're not really PS5 ready because they don't have 2.1 yet. They won't have 2.1 until they get an update. Well, well if they do... I know all this money. because I've been, I've been pricing for another television for my office upstairs. Um, Is so the 2.1 stuff like that allows the 140? 120 hertz, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, TV there's probably going to be, there's probably only going to be a handful of games, especially early on, well, that Dirt support it. Mm. Um, what'd you say? Dirt 5's one of the. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah Dirt 5. Dirt 5, Dirt 5 is, on, at least on Xbox, I don't know about PlayStation, um, and so is the Falconeer. Falconeer runs 120. At 4K? Yeah. It runs uh, 60 at 8K. Wow. Yeah. Dirt, <laughs> dirt, dirt, pretty powerful. <laughs> dirt, dirt 5 is 1080. Uh, yeah, it's 1080, 120. But still, yep. I can only imagine how good that'll look. I don't really want to buy another TV uh, yet, though. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, have not, I have not been impressed at all with anything I've seen from Dirt 5 yet. Oh, I love a good Dirt game. Yeah, I, mean, I just mean visually. It doesn't, look, it doesn't look great to me. But I'm not also watching it on a, you know, 4K 
UHD display. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big thing. I don't think we realize how good some of this stuff's going to look until we actually get it. Because a YouTube yeah, video can YouTube only give you press. so much. Yeah, even at 4K, it can't give you HDR and it, it compresses. So you, you're not going to really get a true feel until it's uh, actually running natively on your telly. Yep, I need to I need to see this shit on my screen. Not long. I know. Three weeks. Three motherfucking weeks. Now, that's granted all of our deliveries show up, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm still nervous that mine's going to end up canceled. I'm nervous that I'm not going to get it on time. I don't think I'm going to get because I got the Xbox at Best Buy, and I've got the PlayStation at Amazon. And I don't my think PlayStation's get... at Amazon, and I'm just uh, I'm always a little bit nervous. I think they would have canceled it by now. I would hope. I but I, I also am afraid that like the twelfth is on a Thursday, so like, will we get it before the weekend? You think? I don't know. Makes I know me everybody's nervous. working for the weekend. Yeah, I I'm pretty comfortable that my Best Buy one is going to show. Like Best Buy has always been really good about getting things to me on time. But yeah, the Amazon one scares me. Thankfully, that's my PlayStation, and I'm not as excited for that one. But I still would like to have it because, like I told John before the show, I took vacation time the 11th, 12th, and 13th. So I would like, you know, a five-day weekend that is almost completely packed with next-generation glory. Goodness. Yeah. That that would be a really good five-day weekend. I'm just going to say that. Anyway, um, bah, 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 I don't think I have any more news. Godfall is $70. I still can't get over that. Talk about what uh, Phil said. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Phil's interview. <laughs> I kind of... Just rub, just rub it in. Well, I kind of hinted at that earlier, but... Yeah. See, here's the thing. Like, people are still hanging on that interview because he didn't come out and just say... Y'all PlayStation people ain't getting Bethesda games. But there's a reason why he can't say that yet. They don't own them yet. Yeah, they don't own it yet. No, they don't. I mean, he's all but told you, if you want to play Starfield, you're going to have to buy an Xbox or have Game Pass. If you want to play Elder Scrolls Six, you're going to have to buy an Xbox or have Game Pass. He's basically told you that in every way that he can until they buy them, and then... Starfield advertisement will be only on Xbox. So, and I still see people clinging, and it's it. I've never seen anything like. I get it. Like nobody's ever bought anything as big as Bethesda. But I mean, it's not. I <laughs> again, we spoke about this when this whole deal went through, but. You can understand why people would think it they would take the multi-platform sure. uh, option. They've done it before with the Switch, but the Switch, I think, is a different beast anyway. But I, I just find it too hard to believe that you would spend that much money and not use it to your advantage to sell the hardware and services that you provide only. So it, for me, I think it was always going to be, you know, Going forward, your Dooms, your 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 Fallout, your Elder Scrolls, um, anything that and anything that isn't already on uh, or de- being developed for PlayStation, don't 
doesn't go doesn't go there um i'm sure they'll continue support for things like um Fallout 76, 76 and, and Elder Scrolls Online, um, but I don't ex- I don't expect to see Fallout Five on PlayStation. I don't expect to see Starfield on PlayStation. Um, I think they scrap whatever, however far they've got with the development. And I'm sorry to have to say this, but I think I'll make it a better game because they're only developing for for Xbox and PC, um, and the more resources can be. Uh, focus to those and let's face it Bethesda games need a bit of a kick so that's a good thing but um, the the Sony the people who are exclusive to Sony who only buy Sony products um, yeah I'd be pissed if I was that person you know, that, they, as much as they've been dragged through the mud recently they've, Bethesda have made um, some fantastic games and own some fantastic licenses yeah, for sure. And I get it. Y'all feel the same way Xbox players felt six months ago when Avengers said Spider-Man was only coming to the PlayStation. I mean, it's not on that scale, but I totally get the anger. Absolutely. Absolutely. It sucks when games are not available more places, and that's not why it's I make business. the comments. This business is business. Yeah, it's not why I make the comments I make. I think it's awful. I, I think... Games should be everywhere. If I could, I'd play God of War on the Xbox. I'd play Halo on the PlayStation. You know what I mean? That's, But that's not the way it works. And everybody out there going, well, Microsoft games always come to PlayStation. The only one that's on PlayStation is Minecraft. No other first-party Microsoft game is on the PlayStation. People say Cuphead. Cuphead's not a first-party game. Nope. So... I don't know why. Minecraft is a fucking platform. It is a phenomenon. And it was also on those platforms before Microsoft bought them. Exactly. So they're not going to take that away. But no, not while it sells money. No. And I, get, and I get that you think Microsoft putting... But again, we go back to what I said initially. Why spend $7.5 billion if you're just going to keep things par for the course? Nope. You use that to your advantage. It costs that much. Um, and yes, the, their main focus at the moment is selling Game Pass. Um, that's their big thing. You can see that's where they're putting a lot of their marketing. It's all about Game Pass. Um, but in order to sell Game Pass to more people, you have to put stuff on there that you can't get anywhere else. And that's the whole point of the Bethesda move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, look how fast we're seeing it. Doom Eternal is in Game Pass. Um uh- I reckon by the end, uh, but well, I I I reckon that you'll slow see a slow drip until the sales complete, and then they'll just all go on there. Well, absolutely. I mean, we're already seeing the double fine stuff coming over. You know, Brutal Legend went on to Game Pass like two weeks ago. Now we've got. That's still know, a, isn't that still EA though that owns that? No, no. Oh, so they got the rights to that as well. Ah, okay. I double believe fine. I believe Double Fine owns the rights to Brutal Legend. Oh, well, fair enough. Yeah, so we've got that on Game Pass. We've got all of the, you know, the old Tim Schafer adventure games coming to Xbox Game Pass. You know, Psychonauts is in there. Psychonauts 2 will be in there. You know, now all of Bethesda stuff's going to slowly start, like John said, drip feeding into Game Pass. Um, and everything new coming. So, like, when Deathloop, when that exclusivity, whatever it is, six months, a year, whatever, when that ends, boom, right into Xbox Game Pass. Same with Ghostwire Tokyo. You know, the Evil Within games. 
I, I'm surprised that they didn't somehow get the Evil Within games into Game Pass before Halloween. That kind of shocks me a little bit. Well, but, there was still a couple of weeks left. Yeah, but I just don't see it happening. But, you know, regardless, Game Pass, so many fucking games to play. And, I mean, we, we joked about that launch lineup for the Xbox. But, like, there's like six or seven games in there that are straight into Game Pass. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Like and six then or seven games. When games don't go into Game Pass, like Yakuza. Yeah, I know. I know people are upset about Yakuza. I'm like, eh, that's a new game. Yeah. You know, like the old Yakuza's were ports. You know? Yeah, and it's yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, yes, the Yakuza games, as soon as they came to Xbox, went on part Game Pass, but it, they are a different kettle of fish. I I still think that it will go on Game Pass at some point, but. Um, sure. That game also looks super. I, you know, cool. you know, somebody somebody pointed this out to me the other day, and I think it's brilliant. You know, when I think it goes to Game Pass, when it goes on March, PlayStation. When in March, when it comes out for PlayStation. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that probably makes perfect move. sense. So, yeah, no game. I mean, if you're buying a next gen console and you buy an Xbox, you have Game Pass. Not only do you have like 200 games already there, but like six of the launch games are going straight into Game Pass. So. All your Xbox games work. All your 360 games work. All your Xbox One games work. So, I mean, truthfully, at launch, the Xbox Series X plays about 4,000 games. And so does the PlayStation 5, to be fair. So, anyway, let's do an email from Antonio. It's entitled Next Gen 4G. Sup, fellas? I've been playing Mortal Kombat. Oh, we forgot to mention Mortal Kombat 11 is coming to Next Gen. Yeah, so I, my my assumption on the the whole free upgrade thing for Mortal Kombat is that you have to own the um uh what's the newest version that just came I out? Remember, no, no, you just the it's Mortal Kombat Ultimate. Um, you get the upgrades regardless, but if you don't have the DLC, then you just can't play those parts of it. Gotcha. So it'll be on both. Um. And then they also announced the Combat Pack 2, which comes with, you know, Melina and Rain and everybody's most requested character, John Rambo. Rambo. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about Rambo. They got Slice Stone to voice him. I got to tell you, um, my, I, my, from my other group of friends that don't really play games, um, I got a random message like, hey, did you see Rambo's going to be in the new Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Uh-huh. And then I had to explain, well, it's not really a new Mortal Kombat, and I had to go through that whole conversation. But yeah, it's what I like about it is Rambo versus the Terminator, or Rambo versus RoboCop. Man, That's I what can't I'm wait here to, for. I can't wait to hear the dialogue between them, mm-hmm. the Terminator and Rambo. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sub fellows have been playing MK11 as usual and finally got around to utilizing the augments which got retooled when the Aftermath DLC was released. I have to say if you if you utilize them correctly you can make gear that is absolutely unbeatable in the towers. My Raiden's health bar barely dips below 80% and finishes around in 10 to 15 seconds. On a next gen note I doubt I'll really play anything the day the PS5 launches I'll be downloading four games, five of Cyberpunk preloads are live and I totally expect PSN to shit the bed. Being that I have a slim, 
I'm equally excited to be able to experience some PS4 games on the PS5 that I never got to experience on the Pro. I guess we're all still waiting for that list of 100 games that will get a boost on the system. And one last thing, one of you needs to play the MGS collection for a few minutes on the Series X and report how it looks and plays because I seriously want to know. I want you to know that I downloaded that this weekend and I'm ready to boot it up on launch day. So That was on Game Pass at one point as well, wasn't it? I remember right. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. But of course I own it. Of course you do. So yeah, I have Lords of Shadow, Splinter Cell, Metal Gear Solid. Why um, Lords of Shadow? I love Lords of Shadow. It's one of my favorite 360 games. Oh, wow. Cool. So, I have a bunch of games that I... Now, Lords of Shadow 2 can sit in my install queue, because I am not reinstalling it. Yeah, that was apparently quite poor. Yeah, that game is not good. But the first Lords of Shadow, I've been looking for an excuse to replay it. And if it gets upgraded with auto HDR and a bunch of other bells and whistles, I'll talk about it. Yeah, I think I'm because I think that I've, I've got that game because I think it was free on Game Pass or something. Not Game Pass, uh, Gold for it was one point. I'm sure it was. So um, I, I definitely have it. I need to play it. I never played it first time around. I will play the intro sequence to Metal Gear Solid 2 again for the 6,000th time. But to be fair, and I'm going to pose this question to everybody except for Anthony because he's not buying a next-gen console. Correct. The first game that I'm booting up on the Xbox Series X, can anybody here guess what it is? Overwatch. <laughs> Which has zero, zero upgrades. Yeah. Can you hear the disappointment in my voice? I just or... feel like I feel like if I don't at least boot it up first, that I'm no. doing it wrong. Fucking... Yeah. Let me okay. see what next gen's all about. All right, let me pull a game that's da, da, da. yeah. Let's yeah. pull out a game that came out in like 2015. Well done, Ken. You know You're what? Doing it wrong. You know You're what, Anthony? It. That game might have come out in 2015, but I don't want to hear it. I have more time uh, in that uh, game than any I'm, other game. I'm I'm gonna be um I'm gonna be in the same spot I was with the PlayStation 4, where I'm gonna have a game in my hands. Um, that I won't be playing until the PlayStation 5. Um, and that's Assassin's Creed. Because you bought uh, the PS4 version for right, $10 and I don't want to. Yeah, and I don't want to start it on PS4. But it's only two days, so. right? Um, yeah, Assassin's Creed so. launches on, on the 10th. 10th. Yeah. 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 I kind of, I do want to, I do want to get, um, uh, I do want to get, uh, Assassin's Creed. Um, I just, I don't know. I think I will probably, I'll probably be playing Cyberpunk at that point. Oh fuck! I forgot Cyberpunk comes out. It um, doesn't come out until the seventeenth. Oh, I thought it came out the same no. day. No, it's the week yeah. after. Oh well, in that case, Binded of Isaac is what I'll probably launch. Oh, and you just made fun of me. I know. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. I mean, come on, John. What? You know, it's my Overwatch. I understand that, but you can't make fun of me when you're just a fucking guilty. Uh, that's why I said it. Son of a bitch. All right. Uh, we didn't talk about this in the news, but that's because I knew we had a tweet about it. David wants to tell us he's 0 for 1 on his BK PS5 system. 
<laughs> What's more disheartening is I got home and my order was wrong. That's what you get for shopping yeah. at Burger King. Yeah, first off, don't well, come sorry, to also- don't come to the connoisseurs of fast food at the N4G podcast <laughs> with your Burger King nonsense. Your Burger King bullshit. The last Kenneth. time you should have eaten at Burger King was to get the games on the 360, and that was it. So, John, if you're not aware, in America, Burger King is doing the, the Xbox thing where if you buy a two for five, you Most get five. like two Whoppers, two chicken fries. Uh, okay. Two for five Two bucks. things that barely can count as food. Right, yeah. <laughs> so if you buy if you buy that, they give you this like token that you can use to scratch off in the app to see if you win a PS5. Uh, okay. So jokingly, I told my wife this week, and I was like, "I'm gonna go get some food. Do you want a PS5 or an Xbox?" <laughs> Basically saying, "Do you want Burger King or Taco Bell?" I was Taco Bell is, doing something similar, but for the Series X. Right. Yeah, but get this: at Taco Bell, the only you only have to buy one thing. A oh, medium okay. or large Mountain Dew. Oh, okay. I don't even think it has to be Mountain Dew. Can it just be a drink? Yeah, I think it's just a drink. I think it's just done with Mountain Dew as like the whatever yeah. advertisement. But if well, you buy a medium or large, if you buy a medium or large drink, you get a code on the cup and you text that code and they tell you if you won. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all you got to do. At Burger King, you got to oh. buy two shitty sandwiches. <laughs> shitty emphasis on shitty. Oh my god, I had Burger King last week and it was it was just cuz it was convenient and it might have been the most disgusting thing I've eaten. The last time I had Burger King, they burned my food. I was getting chicken nuggets. <laughs> How the fuck did you there's no fire. Like it was burnt. That's how <laughs> fucking goddamn Burger King is like literally the low. Like if we did, if I did a tier list of fast food, Burger King would be at the goddamn bottom. <laughs> I don't remember it's... where it was. Um, I was very recently, but and it wasn't close to where I live. But I walked past in the UK a Smash Burger. Really? Yeah, Smash I didn't Burger go in Burger. because I thought there is no way on God's green earth. Is that going to be better than the smash burger I had in America? Um, because the Five Guys isn't as nice as they they are in the states. But um, I walked past. And I thought oh, that's the first smash burger I've seen outside of the US. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I love smash burger. Smash burger's okay. Five Guys is still okay. The burger. But- Back no. on dunking on on the terrible. Oh, you food. hadn't finished. Sorry. Oh God, no! It is it is the exact when they do like a fake restaurant in like video games, like the ones in uh, San Andreas stand out the most. Mm-hmm. What they're that they, you think they're making fun of McDonald's, but they're accurately representing a Burger King. <laughs> I don't know. Saints Row had freckle bitches. That was a freckle, bi- freckle bitches is clearly Wendy's. Yeah. But again, like you, you can't go into that restaurant. Unfortunately, like when you can enter the restaurants, they're making fun of Burger King because no McDonald's looks like that. Uh, they're Burger always King, like shit. Every Burger, Burger King, King was when dirty. I was a kid. When I was a kid, Burger King was delicious. And as I've gotten older, that food has just got to be shit. Like it's just. Mm. Their food is so bad. So bad. 
Anyway, last tweet comes from Settled Falcon. He says, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching Captain America Civil War, and I noticed a peculiar-shaped building in Wakanda. Yes, it looks like a PS5. The movie came out over four years ago. Do you think the PS5 team was inspired by this futuristic design? <laughs> uh, I still think it looks like a router. Man, I don't know where I'm going to put that son of a bitch. Like, I've, I've been moving my entertainment center around, and I have, the abil- well, I have the ability, um, if I take my shelves out, to stand up and vertically place both the PS5 and the Series X. But with it being such a large entertainment center... That's why I need to know how long the cable is, the HDMI cable, because on my TV, the HDMI ports are on the left-hand side, and the PS5 would be on the very right-hand side. Third world problems, eh? Yeah, I know, right? And I was looking, 2.1 HDMI cables are not cheap. No, they're not. So I was looking at like a 10-foot one, and it's like 25, 30 bucks? And I don't know that I really want to pay 25 well, or 30 wait, bucks. See which one you get in the box. I mean, it'll probably be two meters, maybe. I don't know what they... Well, I don't know. I hope it's long enough. If it's not, I might set it horizontally in the middle shelf. Oh, that looks so... I mean, the thing looks ugly standing up, but it looks even uglier on its side. Oh, absolutely. Just, just I mean, say what you want about the, the Series X. It's symmetrical. It It's got an order to it. I It'll disappear like... into my entertainment center, mm. which is what I want a console yeah. to do. Like, my PS4 Pro and my Xbox One X both disappeared. Even my Switch disappears into my entertainment center. PS5 is not disappearing anywhere I put it in my office. That fucker's going to stand out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. So, oh well. At least mine doesn't have the disk drive, so it's at least a little bit. Thinner. Yeah, that's again. That's it. Just looks odd. That console looks like it was designed without a disk drive, and then they slapped one on. Yeah. Oh shit, we forgot that. We better put one of these in. <laughs> we gotta attach yeah. one of these sons of bitches onto the side here, like a like a fucking wart or something. I don't know. It's. It could have been worse. They could have sold it as an accessory, like a USB drive like well, the I, remember the drive for the hd dvd drive yeah yep. i had one of those motherfuckers I, I got one of those when after it obviously all gone to shit and it like, cost me about five quid what was there like 12 movies that came out on hd oh, nah, there was there was about 30 30 or 40 there was quite a library but the problem was is that um because it was if i remember rightly when it first started like you had certain studios backed each individual so like i think universal backed hd dvd so you had Um, things like firefly the thing king kong and all that stuff on the hd dvd side so there were and they weren't on blu-ray so there was some some cool stuff on there but um when i got one uh it all the the war was lost and i picked up the machine for about five quid and i bought about 10 movies for two quid a pop it was like crazy i think it's hilarious that there's probably some fucker out there who has like every movie and multiple hd dvd players and i just sit around i go like why would you waste space and money on this yeah i mean that's why i digital now mostly except for like the marvel movies all the star wars stuff that i like to collect so to speak um because i just run out of space you know it's 
even Blu-rays are smaller than DVDs, but there's still space it takes. And, oh, that's too much effort. I'd like digital. You ain't got to do anything. It's stored in the cloud and nice yeah, and through, easy. I've literally stored all of my Blu-rays. I would have given them away if somebody wanted them, but I haven't been able to give anything away during the pandemic, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're literally in tubs in my garage. I have Crazy. no discs. I have literally zero discs in my office. I have the the G.I. Joe Blu-rays that they sent me this week, and then um, I've got the Transformers ones in my closet. But other than that, there are literally zero discs. Okay. What was the number that you thought HD DVD released? Uh, 40. Oh, my God, no. 232 in the UK. Wow. That's too many. That's impressive. Some fuckers got all of them too. No, I can't. You, have to, I can, you I also definitely have, don't remember HMV being that full of them. You also have to remember that, um, that some of these were also Blu-ray HD DVDs, which Warner did, which is weird. Or you did Universal. One of them chose to release like packages where you'd get. One disc, and it was a Blu-ray and an HD DVD. Definitely, definitely wasn't Universal. It sounds like something... Superman uh, Returns was one of them, and I can't remember Warner. Warner Brothers. That is That's a Warner, Warner one. Universal yes, didn't Superman. have the right stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. But... Warner's always kept their stuff in yeah. house. Okay. Yeah. Marvel is the one who sold their soul to, like, 20 different movie companies. Right. Well, they needed the money at the time. Yeah, they were so the, they were the been... games workshop back then. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, speaking of mergers, one of the things we didn't talk about was that Microsoft bought a stake in GameStop. Yeah, they, they sure did. Yeah, so basically. And, uh, yeah, go, go ahead, Ken. I was just gonna say, like, basically, like GameStop is now like a Microsoft retailer. Like, they'll still sell PlayStations, but I guess they get like a like a percentage of, of every Xbox game. How, how much of a stake? I mean, it was like 30%, wasn't it, Ryan, if I Whoa. remember it? Oh, God, it's a yeah, big I don't remember spot. the number. Probably worth about $4.50. Basically, Microsoft saved GameStop is what they did. Jesus. Yeah, and then they get – or uh, GameStop gets a cut on the Xbox stuff that they sell. And that includes digital codes, by the way. Right. So they can still gonna, sell – That, that basically pro- – uh, that incentivizes staff to – to they didn't edge people to Xbox stuff as opposed uh, to PlayStation stuff. Maybe yeah. it almost sounds like Microsoft is truly serious about next gen. I, I, did, yeah. I, I, I was going to say, I don't think they had any... St- what they did was they entered a multi-year agreement. They didn't buy stocks in it. The stocks yeah, went I don't know business well enough to speak on that, so you might be right and I may well, be... Well, no, I looked it up because I was like, I don't, I don't think they bought out any stocks, but the stocks went up as soon as Microsoft entered the deal. And they're doing the thing where you can, what is it, lease the console, basically? The all-access program, all-access stuff, yeah. Through GameStop and stuff, so there's like a weird, like, sharing and profit sharing based on where, no matter where you buy the game. I I also think I read It's a uh, weird... I I think I read if if you sign up for Game Pass through GameStop and you stay subscribed, like, GameStop gets recurring revenue from that. Yeah, I think I heard that too. That is I mean, it's a, it's a smart the staff a, to to sell it because that'll be yeah, on it. It's a smart partnership between the two because GameStop is literally whether you hate them or not the biggest specialty store in America. 
they're bricking and, water and they're dying on their ass. So this now they're probably... basically yeah, they're basically like a Microsoft. What's what's for lack of a better word like franchise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I can see. Yeah, I mean this this basically means is that Microsoft and uh, games as a whole still have a vested interest in in the high street, which I guess is is still important. Uh, as, I, I don't think it will be as important at the end of next generation. You know, I don't think we'll be having this conversation in seven years time. I think at that point, I think GameStop will, won't exist. But uh, I think for now, you know, the whole reason why there are disk drives in these both of these machines is because they still play a part. I just think that this is the last console generation that they will play a part of. I mean, it's possible. It's. I don't know that. I'm not a proponent of digital, or I'm sorry, of a physical media anymore. But there are too many people like Anthony, you know, like Ryan. Well, still hold on. a you, physical you always, media. You always go like I, I'm, I'm, I need physical media, and in some I'm cases, not saying you need it, but you're a proponent of it. You like it. I like the option more than yeah. anything, especially when like I went and bought Code Vein for nine dollars Canadian because. Walmart doesn't want it on their shelves anymore because they need the space. Sure. Right? It's not on sale for that price digitally. You'll never get at that price ever. (laughs) Right. So when I can buy games on clearance because, you know, there's only so much physical space in the world, I like that option. As soon as it goes away... Here's here's my example. Currently... Uh, Return of the Oberdin is on sale on Switch, PC, and Xbox. Or at least Xbox and uh, Switch. Uh, maybe not PC. But it's on sale. And somebody asked why it's not on sale on PlayStation Network. And the guy who made the game and published the game says, Sony didn't let me. Sony didn't let him put it on sale. That's absurd to me. So, yes, that's a game that really doesn't have a physical version. It's a run release. But it's stuff like that where I go, yeah, I like that option still. Uh, I'm not saying you should buy games physically cause to, to you know, keep them forever because reality's games aren't like that anymore. So what you're buying on the disc isn't what's going to be it's the game the you game. remember. It's yeah. not even the game, which is kind of um, funny. But... It is it is that option to buy games for less. I mean, I have already said a million times, so why not one more? Uh, in Canada, like the prices on the PlayStation Network are more than the physical copies from the stores because they've done this uh, exchange that isn't really accurate. They, it's like to the day that they release it type of thing. It, it's it's messed up and it doesn't change. So. Yeah, I like having physical stuff only for that in video games. At this point, though, for the most part, physical stuff isn't the game anymore, so who gives a shit? All right, uh, before we go, I'm gonna, I popped over to the channel, because nobody else is doing it. Uh, there what are a couple people. Oh, yeah. Well, we got, I guess we got to start putting that in the rotation of the show, huh? Well, uh, no one's, uh, I, I put out saying we were about to record, and no one's... Well, I got questions in the main channel and the questions channel. So the first question I see is, 
Sony are removing the wish list feature from the PlayStation Store. I'm not really sure why they would do that. I'm a little disappointed since that's the feature that I use. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, why would you take that away? Do you yeah, want I mean, me to it, tell you? Yeah, the, iOS took it away too. Uh, this was a long time ago, but iOS used to have a, a cool wish list feature on the app and it's gone. That's what's funny is like the new Xbox store, like they prominently made that a big thing. They're like, now you can just add it with one click of a button and you'll get a message when your something on your wish list goes on sale. So that's the thing right now that they don't, they don't send you messages for the wish list on PlayStation Network. And I have a feeling it's so you don't wait for sales on things. That's just so if you have to consistently check. Right? Like, you might buy it for more money than you ultimately were waiting for it to drop down to if it's on your, not on your wish list. Yeah, it's, it's a, I think it's a psychological thing they're getting rid of because That's technical so wise, I can't see the point of removing it. Yeah, Jeremy says, just got the 8.0 update. This is the part of the console generation where the update removes features. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's I love that feature on Steam. Uh, you know, it's get you get notifications both in the app and via email on my phone to say uh, a, a wish list from a game from wish list on sale. It's great, and it's and it it does for me that 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 what you're saying, uh, Anthony is or Sony's thinking behind it. Anyways, it's just ask backwards for a game that I want to play. I will buy it for a game that I may be of slight interest in, but I'm not going to really spend a lot of money. I put on my wish list and at some point it, it will get to a, a price where I will buy. It. It's encouraging me to spend money. So did you ever work retail, John? Yes. Okay. So the thing is, is that they will place certain things in the store. So you have to walk through other areas. So, um, like your necessities might be placed closer to the back of the store. So you have to walk through a bunch of unnecessary shit. Beforehand. Yeah. That is, yeah that's so by removing the wish list, which is say your necessities, the stuff you want to buy, they now make you go through all of the sale items and hopefully you'll pick up something cheap because you see it there. Or which you don't have right now because right now you can just go to your wish list when every Tuesday and just scroll through. Is anything on sale? No. Okay, I'm done. It will make me do none of that, and I won't bother looking. <laughs> that's, I'm just that's saying. It's that. And again, I see their point. I see. I see. It's not necessarily point. their point, but like but that's I, what I'm thinking. Their reasoning. Yeah, uh, I can see that absolutely. I just for me. It, it makes no sense, but that's I'm a different consumer to somebody else, of course. So, yeah, it's it's a weird thing to remove because I I don't personally use it. Like I've thrown a couple things on a wish list before, but I've never actually. But like developers love it. Like if you ever see a developer out on Twitter, they're like, "Hey, wish list this game. Hey, wish list this game." Uh, same for Switch. Like I saw AVGN is dropping on the thirtieth. For this, uh, for Steam and and Switch, and like they were out on Twitter this weekend, like, hey, go out there, wish list this, wish list this, because it helps them, you know, really get the word out for that game. Yeah, it's a, it's the same. Yeah, Steam has the same thing. It's like it's all based on where it ends up in the ranking. But I know that that's not how PlayStation Store works because it never has worked that way. So. Also, speaking of the PlayStation Store, the update that is going live at the end of October will also remove PS3 and Vita games 
from that store because the new PlayStation Store on the PS5 is integrated to the OS, so it now only offers PS4 and PS5 games. Yeah, so I went and bought some PS3 and uh, PS3 games before. Because you never want to deal with... You'll never be able to... You'll have to go to the PS3 OS to download games now, which sucks. Yeah, unless it's in your download list, which is pretty quick to access. But that's going away. No, no, no. Not not in the console itself. Oh, in the console itself, maybe. It's never been fun. It's ne- so so. If you do it from your browser right now, here's how it works. You have to go queue download, and then you have to put your PS3 in sleep mode. Well, who which doesn't is leave their consoles easy. in sleep mode? Sorry. Who doesn't leave their consoles in sleep mode? Does anybody I, actually do the like I, full power off? Well, I mean, it's never a full power off, but yes, I turn my console. I, uh, yeah, I only do full power off when I'm moving my console. Like, Quick I return turn... still works after you unplug the Xbox Series X. That's crazy, right? Yeah. But yeah, like it, it's it's just it's like it's it's a mess and it sometimes doesn't work properly and yeah. So um, I went on and like if you go into the store on your console, there's just a download list and then you can quickly just download the stuff from there. I mean, I say quickly relatively to actually using that store to search for anything. I, I feel like I need that for my TV. I don't know if you have this problem, Wombat, but like my TV is built on Android, and Android fucking blows. I'm sorry, it just does. Um, but like after I leave my TV on for a while, like game mode causes these little flickers, and hmm. it fixes it if I just like hard reset the TV. But the TV doesn't have an option to not just let it sleep. Like, there's no way to fully power down the TV unless you do it by holding the power button down and hitting the restart. Gosh, I don't think TVs have had an actual off-off switch in years. My TCL did. Did it? I could set it to fully power off every time I hit the power button, which is what I would want for the... Like, I've never needed it for a TV, but... My Samsung, uh, both of them, every now and then I have to hard reset because they'll lock up. Yeah, I noticed, like, my, it, it's the same thing with any technology. Like, I have to fully restart, like, power cycle my Roku every now and then because, like, the audio sync will get off. Like, I know that everything needs a full power cycle every now and then. But my TV, I feel like I've got to do it every two to three days, which is really kind of annoying. Oh, yeah. Because the game mode, like, my Xbox and my PlayStation all run in game mode. And if I don't power cycle the TV, I get these like little horizontal flickers. And it's only in game mode. If I switch the TV to a different picture mode, it works fine. But somebody who's played 2,000 hours of Overwatch, if you re-add that 100 millisecond lag, I can't play that game. <laughs> like, that game is broken to me. <laughs> so, I got I gotta have my game mode. So, how many hours did you say you put into uh, watch? Uh, at least two thousand. Okay, so I need to. Uh, my dad, my dad, my father plays video games, as I said before. And the thing is, is that he plays like one a year. And now, some of this is because he lets his console idle. Oh, if but... you look at my idle time and like Overwatch, the counter that I'm looking at is literally in game. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm, if you I'm look at app time, it's like 3,500 hours. For, for sure. Um, Neo 2 came out this year. Mm-hmm. My dad's total hours is 3,443 hours and 35 minutes. That's pretty impressive. So, and like half of the time he's playing. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. This is the, it, it's crazier when you find out that like Dark Souls 3 was even more time than that. If I played, yeah. if I played as much as I used, like my Overwatch habits right now are once a week. I yeah, sit like, down, like I literally sit down on like a Friday or Saturday night after I've got, you know, through the work week and I'm ready to just unwind. I'll boot up and play for like, you know, three hours, one night a week. Yeah, he'll play for like six plus hours. Yeah, like I've gotten to that point where I'm at that level because I used to be a four to five night a week player. And it's not that I don't still enjoy the game. It's just that I've kind of done. I just want to stay sharp in it because there's obviously a sequel coming out next year. And I still like it's still a very big stress reliever for me because that game is literally at this point muscle memory. Like I can pop in a game and no matter which character I'm playing as, I know how to play. So it's just more of a stress reliever than anything else. But <sighs> game of the generation, baby. Generation's over. That was it. That was the game of the generation. It's not even close. Mm. You're wrong, John. Whatever you're going to say, you're wrong. Not to roll back on the uh, HD DVD talk, but there's a video that everybody should watch if they want to know the uh, like history of it. Uh, history of the Xbox 360 HD DVD drive and the Blu-ray War Explained from Stop Skeletons from Fighting. It's a very good video. It tells you kind of how it's everything because of porn. turned out. No. It's always because of porn. It's actually not in this particular case, but... I bet you it still was behind the mm. adult curtain. At Blockbuster. <laughs> Most of it's cost-based. Oh, shit. The adult curtain. The adult. You remember the adult curtain at the Blockbuster? Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. You guys didn't even have that at uh, that, that record store you worked at. What was it called? FYE? FYE, yeah. Yeah, they were just like, buy the register. I remember that, because I remember the creepy guys that come in and buy them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yep. I'm like, these aren't even good movies. Come on, man. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had um we had our regular customers in that uh arena. Oh, the sure. soft core cinemax shit. Like, come on, man, if you're gonna go out, get the good stuff. Yep. Uh anyway. If you're um, gonna go out, get the good stuff. Great. I mean Thanks, if, you're, if you're gonna get into that stuff, get to you know get Yeah, the if you're gonna stuff. if you're gonna put your shame on the counter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this was before the days of widespread broadband. I mean, this was... So, yeah, but it wasn't these stores you could go it to. It wasn't before the human consciousness developed shame, though. Oh, no. <laughs> There's, the, that, I mean, that this particular group of recurring customers had none of that. <laughs> they had none of that. <laughs> they were, like, legit, like, Walmart customers, man. Yeah, we had all sorts of brands of customers. We had uh, the ones who smelled terribly. We had a lot more of those at EB, honestly. Dude, yeah. there were so many dudes that would come into EB and they would just reek. Oh, uh, you know, I 
there was a guy when I worked like at a big box store. Um, there was a guy who had he was a thin guy, but reeked of bo so bad, and he had hair growing out of his nose and ears. <laughs> and I was just like, this, this, this is this can't be real. Like I have to be getting pranked. But nope, he came in multiple times, and he always stunk, and he always had hair coming out of his nose and ears. Like Ryan, Ryan, I'm now remembering there was that one dude that stinky. came into. He's we always called him Stinky Pete. Stinky Pete, <laughs> that dude. You could so bad. You could tell that guy was in the store from the back room. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So bad. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, we had the the brand of uh we had the brand of customer that would come in stoned out of their head and buy like three hundred dollars worth of CDs and DVDs and then return them all the next day or the day after <laughs> when they were not stoned. Oh my god! Uh, we had um, we had a, a couple customers um, who lived at a local. Um, mental health facility who came in and the one guy wore these like Roy Orbison sunglasses and he never said words to you he would just like have this like almost Joker like smile on his face and would be mumbling things but not actually to you with sort of the smile on his face. Um, and his friend who always bought one new cassette tape and returned another never opened cassette tape every single time he came in. Oh my God. And he came in at least twice a week. Um, so twice a week, he would come in, return a cassette tape that he never opened and buy a new cassette tape. And then he would never open that. And would return it at some point in the future <laughs> for another cassette tape that he would never oh open God. or listen to. Uh, While his friend would stand there with the Joker grin on his face. retail so good. I we had the thieves. Obviously, uh, everybody's got the thieves. Some yep. more professional than others. I caught um, a guy and a lady trying to steal like 10 DVDs in the bottom of their baby carriage with their baby in it. Um, yeah. There's all sorts of fun retail stories, man. I have two that are from my time at target. There was a, uh, I hear like we'd had like a fire exit, but it also was the stairs to go upstairs for employees from the outside. So I hear like a cart being pushed in there. I'm like, oh yeah, the um, guy that gets our carts must be pushing the back. And then I pause, like mid thought, and went, why the fuck would he be pushing the carts into the stairwell? So I like walk into the stairwell, and there's a guy trying to figure out how to get out without setting off the alarms. I'm like, can I help you? And he turns around and he's like, I thought this was the exit. And I'm like, no. And he goes, well, where is it then? Like, the same place you came in, dumbass. <laughs> he was uh, lost in Target. Yeah, and then he wandered out. He left the cart there. Like, uh, and then I got reprimanded from the manager. What if he hit you? I'm like in front of the cameras in the stairwell. Like, if he hit me, he was gonna leave with the stuff. Like, like yeah, we had a guy. 
uh, we had a guy when I worked at Walmart in college who put two computers in a cart and then uh, ran out of the entertainment section, the electronic section, pushing this cart as fast as he could go, plowed through the emergency exit door <laughs> and to a waiting car. Um, but by the time he got to the car, there were people behind him. And so he didn't have time to get both of the, he got one of the computers, threw it quickly in an open trunk and didn't have time to get the other one in there. And literally it was like something out of a movie jumped into the back window of the car and his feet were still hanging out the back window (laughs) when they took off with the trunk still open. Like flapping until it finally shut itself and they pulled out. Who says crime doesn't pay? I so so recently at the work I have now, somebody tried to do something very similar, and they're ripping around the building. But we have multiple doors to outside, so one of the guys just opened the door and cut them off. Nice. (laughs) And they were like, oh, (laughs) and they lost nearly everything they were trying to steal because they never got the. Uh, cause like the guy that was bringing the stuff outside went through the wrong door. So the car had to rip around the building. He was throwing the stuff in. They never closed the tailgate. So as they took off, everything slid out. Nice. Great. Good job, everybody. I also got kissed by, on the face by a customer once. Oh God. That's always yep. uncomfortable. Yeah. He went in. I was like, he was shaking my hand and he pulled me in and, Kissed me on just my like, cheeks. Just you for your, your excellent customer service. Oh, yeah. That was... All right. Thought of me like a brother. Like, oh, please don't. I've got I've to gotta go. I've got to pee like a racehorse, and it's time for food. So we're going to go. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at M4G Podcast. You can follow me as ZTGD Ryan at WombatRP. Uh, John is at John WK. Send us emails to podcasts at ZTGD.com. I have no idea what's going on with Phoenix Down. I know they were supposed to do Dead Space, but then they're moving Dead Space back. Then they did Man of Medan. Yeah, they're doing one episode of Man of Medan. So that should hopefully be up this week. Okay, cool. So that'll be up this week. Uh, Get on our Discord. John has created a Discord as well as a questions area. You can send questions in there. We're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on Google Music, whatever they call it now. I don't know what they call it now. YouTube Music is what they call call it now. Well, we've got YouTube as well. We're on YouTube as well. You can, I mean, you can listen to us, bitch. We have more places you can listen to us than we have listeners. (laughs) All of you can listen independently on one. Yes. We're we're ever... One of you can be our YouTube listener, and one of you can be our (laughs) Spotify listener. Oh, you unique to if you work it out yep. right, you can be unique. Yep, you'll have your own platform just to yourself. <laughs> yeah, that, that's your that's your version of the show. But the next time we meet, it'll only be two weeks until next gen. It's exciting. But that's it. Unless anybody has anything else, we out of here, please. Alrighty, and it goes something like this. <laughs> Welcome to the N4G Podcast.